Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Good morning, amigo. What's going on, sunshine? On days like this every seven days, we call it hump day. On this show, it's a wacky Wednesday right here. On Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Coming at you till 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, we working on stuff behind the scenes, Frank. We got good stuff going. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? You know what I uh, say, man? I know what you mean, Jelly Bean. You know what I say, man? Well, you started getting me a little bit of a preview earlier today. <sighs> Don't you love it when a plan just comes together, man? I love it, man. Yeah, we're going to be adding. Obviously, this is a station that's a student station, and that's not going to ever, ever change. That's what the premise of Slam Radio is. But you need a good, even balance of things. And I've been working over the summer on getting different types of programming on the station on a regular basis. And there's some stuff coming down the pike. Um, that should be a lot of fun to host on this radio station. So that's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting that I can see. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. <laughs> <laughs> I can see all obstacles in my way. You heard that song? Yes. I don't know who sings it. But I don't know exactly the song you're talking about. Why do I? That's a funny thing because I used to know who sang that song. And it's like a total blank right now. <laughs> I gotta say... I don't know. Look it up. I give up. Which sucks. Uh, original by Johnny Nash. Johnny Nash. But after that, it was done by... I don't know why I want to say Jimmy Cliff. Cliff Jimmy? Yes, Jimmy Cliff. Look, look, look. It came to me. I said, I don't want to say Jimmy Cliff and you say Cliff Jimmy. Yes, Jimmy Why? Why does it say song by Cliff Jimmy and Jimmy Cliff? I don't know. Isn't that the same person? Who would think? It's like James Bond. My name is Bond, Bond James. James Bond. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <sighs> so I can see clearly because there is... Upon the horizon, spots. I'm very excited about spots. We're going to have some spots. Have some spots. New spots. And then when we do spots, then we can talk more. Do you know what I mean, Jolie? Anyway, that's, uh, we've been waiting a long time for that. And I understand that the world, according to the networks, is crumbling before us. I totally get it. I got it. I'm just going to keep doing me, if you don't mind. With a mask, of course. Don't want to break the rules. You see the numb nut? At a Costco in Florida, go at somebody. Uh, Costco in Florida, no. Yeah. How about the How about the Yahoos that threatened to lynch a guy? He evidently was with a friend of his who was white. Now, I'm not implying that maybe they um, were gay, and if they were, good for them. Mm-hmm. Everybody deserves to be loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was black, and the guy was white, and for some reason, these Yahoos thought that these people were uh, trespassing, Frank. Oh, God. All the ugly in this country is coming out now. All of it. All this ugly stuff. Who? Man, I just must be different. I just mind my business. I just go along, living my life. Not worried about anything. Come to work, go home, enjoy my family, go to sleep, repeat. And repeat. Occasionally, wake up Saturday morning, go do a little bit of golf, maybe a little bit of fishing. You know, enjoy life, but I get my escape. Same way I told my wife, you can have your escape. 
that makes a lot of sense. Oh my God! Speaking of escapes, I have a story for you, but you we'll do, save it for. We're later. gonna save it for later. Oh, we'll it's save an it escape later. story. I had an escape last night from Walgreens. Gave an employee a good laugh. I'm sure I'm gonna give you a good laugh about it. Okay, that uh, we we can plan on that. In the meantime, let's stop laughing and let's start shaking our ass. My boy Posty does it every time. Wow, Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145. This is Saquon Barkley, and you guys are listening to Slam Radio. Oh, I love sports. 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 You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. give you kind of a context on why I ran the Walgreens. Um, wifey kind of gives me a little scare a couple of days ago saying that she's a little late on her. Oh, my I'm God. Oh, whoa. My mind right away goes to another I'm thinking, I'm thinking you argue with somebody. Oh, is Addison getting a little brother or sister? Oh, um, well, at, at the end, if it, it's. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Yeah. Let me put on my seatbelt here. This is not what I was expecting. If I'm playing the Star Wars game and I give you the end and then I give you the beginning, no, he's not having a brother or sister. And I fittingly so wore a Star back, Wars shirt that's today. I'm throwing it at you. So let's throw back to the prequel. That was good. You can give yourself a whistle, by the way. And by the way, we have to pay back some whistles. You had a whistle last night on the phone when we made fun of uh, the beauty and the baker. <laughs> Apparently, Ricky Bobby now has become adept at wanting to bake. Although usually he wants to start something, but then he just doesn't finish it and then takes credit for it. That's what Ricky Bobby does. Uh, and Amanda, obviously, um, cooking the cookies or baking the cookies. By the way, did you bring me cookies? So she had cookies for you, and I'm not sure where she put them. Oh. Um, they were meant for you, and I left. Sorry. That's cool. I hope I get them tomorrow. I have a feeling you will. Or Friday. I have a feeling she might bake you a batch on Friday. So, So nonetheless... All right. You had a scare. Yeah, so... This is the last thing I expected. This is the last thing I need. So she's not. Okay, so now I can comfortably listen to the rest of the story. Go ahead. Yeah. Let me take off my cop here. So I'm sweating. I'm just sweating. So I was telling her, I was like, Connie, there's only a couple days. Like, it had been five at this point or whatever. She's like, no, you don't understand. It's the same day every single month. And I'm like, you got, you're kidding me. There's not one time that you were a little late. And she goes, yeah, there was one time. And I go, and when was that? And she goes... I got pregnant, and I'm like, oh, no, no. I'm like, all right, babe, I'll go get you a pregnancy test because I need to I need to be able to sleep now. It's been two or three days. I've looked at you for two days with a blank stare. I'm like, should I bring this up or not? He's just going to tell me to relax. So I'm not going to bring this up. That's why I haven't brought it up. So I go to Publix. They don't have it for whatever reason. So I go to 
<laughs> so I go to Walgreens and I'm walking through and I go by where the pharmacy is, thinking that it's going to be by the pharmacy, looking through all the medicines and all this stuff, and I don't find it. So something in the back of my mind tells me, I go, I have a feeling this is going to be next to the condoms. <laughs> so as I'm walking, I see a lady and I go, excuse me, um, which way is the oopsie section? And she looks at me with a stare. She realizes what I said, and she just dies laughing. And she goes, it's over there. I go, can I ask you a question? And she goes, yes. I go, is it next to the condoms by any chance? And she goes, it's right next God, to it. Look. <laughs> yes, very well deserved. <sighs> Got to be the oopsie section. Like, there's a, sec there's a little sign on the top of it that says family planning. Oh, the name of the side. That's the name of the right. section. Family planning. Uh, no family planning. Nothing, because there's a there's a pregnancy test. So if that means it's a pregnancy test. You failed on, on the figure, planning part with right. the condoms. You're planning on figuring out whether you are uh, expecting or not. It's already too late at that point if you're going with the pregnancy test. Yeah. So that's why I figured you call it the oopsie section. So call it the oopsie section. I, I like that. What do you think Walgreens? You had an eventful evening then, apparently. What do you think Walgreens will do if I set up like a pre-made sign that says "Oopsie" and then just walk by and just slap it on there and just go by? Do you think they'll notice? I wonder how many days it'll be before they take it down. They it wouldn't be a bit, yeah. Can I try this? Is this something that uh, you can at least encourage me I to would, do? I would stay away from it. Just saying. Nine hundred ninety-four deaths yesterday. Oh, you're changing so the subject. Up. So that I don't like because we had been so. Controlled in this area. 200, 300, and what? Yesterday, what? 900? No, it went from six or 700 to 900. Right. I mean, it's. it's not well, the low days were 300, 200. And then it was six no, yesterday. I don't think so. Yeah, the, think the lowest day, low. listen, the lowest day, when you said it was the lowest day since whatever, it was 287. Mm. I'll go back to the text you sent me. It was 287. Uh, 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 and then the day after was 300 and something. Then it went to 600. Now it's up to 900. Like you should be able to click the two-day thing there. Should be able to, I'm going to go on the website. Show you. Always yeah, you're going to have to teach me how to do Always it. I thought, I thought I was the one that... No, man, this is... Always I'm looking at the graphs better. That, the graph is the one that tells you best. All right, so two days ago, it was at 378. Really? Really. Yesterday was at 993. Yeah, you're right. It went from one day to another. It went from 132601 to 132979. 78 cases. You're right. And then the following day. And when you texted me the day before, the lowest in 103 days, when you mentioned it to me, it was 251. Yeah, from 6 to 7, it went uh, It went almost 1,000. So it went from 251 yeah, you're right. to 378 to now yesterday, 993. 993. That's not good. But when we were at the peak of this, it was a couple of grand, a couple of thousand a day, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this has got to slow down. So we're hoping that in a month or so, a month and a half, everything's going to change because school's set strategy. to start August 24th. And they've made this big statement saying that no matter what, schools needed to be open. And I heard you say yesterday it needed to happen because that's that kind of sets a norm and it, it kind of puts everybody in a normal in a normal routine. However, <laughs> if there's a, still a situation that we're still dealing with numbers like this two months from now. How, how can you possibly sit in a, in, in, in a position to say this is the right decision to make? Like, I understand, like, they've already, made it, they've already made it clear, in the beginning at least, that a certain age wasn't able to get this. Now, all of a sudden, they've made it that 18 to whatever, um, 18 was the youngest that, that can pick this up. 
But you still have adults in the building. You still have people right. that are dealing with each other. And the older kids do understand about the social distancing and things like that. And if you want to implement this, you got to implement it for all ages, right? So the older kids, like the kids that we deal with, they're not kids, they're young adults. <laughs> they understand the social distancing. They're going to be more responsible and kind of be like, okay, whatever. But you're talking about second and third graders that share lollipops. Oh, ouch. Well, I didn't know now not to share a lot of I understand. I'm obviously going that to the extreme. That was a great visual, though. I'm obviously going to the extreme. But, however, you know kids, they go, they're, they're, the last thing they're thinking about is social distancing. And then the playground, they're going to start chasing each other. They put boogers on each other. You know how kids are. And, and we're going third graders. Now go younger, kindergarten. Kindergarten, they're not, think, they're not thinking about no social distancing. They don't understand what that is. That's why I didn't agree with what Nickelodeon was doing during the entire BLM movement. What, um, that they were flashing images and stuff like that on Nickelodeon. Listen, Nickelodeon, I understand what you're doing. However, it's not your responsibility to teach my kids about BLM. Let me do that. You're there to have my kid have an escape and have my kid not realize how crazy this world is and them live their naive world and do keep living their life. That's, that's your job. Keep putting content, keep putting out material for my kid to live in the fantasy world the way kids should be living. But for them to be flashing BLM images on, on Nickelodeon was is not is not is, is uncalled for. I'll tell you what fantasy world is. This is the world where our, <clears throat> our American athletes live in. They live in a fantasy world, Frank. And our kids are raised like that because we live in the world of people who are like that. It doesn't have to be a kid. These grown ups don't want to play baseball because of whatever reason. And and it, you can legitimately tell me that your safety's at risk in a sense where you feel that your life's at risk for doing this, then I have to respect. The reason it's such a gray area, no one can tell someone like David Price anything, but I find a huge hypocrisy in how, I told you this yesterday, how ball players were fighting for the right pay to get back to play, and when it was what they didn't want, it went from fighting to play, that oh, I'm gonna take the year off. And I think it's a bad, it's a bad look for some of them, because some of the people who are gonna take a year off, they're still gonna make a few million dollars for playing 60 games. And I just, it's just difficult. And it's also difficult knowing that 74 years ago today, Frank, baseball established a minimum salary. Do you know what that minimum salary was? No, what was that? $5,000. $5,000. What year was this? 74 years ago, 1946. Oh, you're going through your this day in history? Yeah. That's crazy. I always tie it up. No, I mean, I have no problem with it. I'm just wondering how you <coughs> that random stat out. It's a random stat, but. Now that, going through, now that I know that you're going through a list, it's a little different. Yeah, it's a little random, but it also is is something that ties into what you were saying relative to a world of of people who are a little soft. You were talking about yesterday with me about the dangers of TikTok being eliminated. And you find it humorous, as do I, by the way. Some of these people that are making hand over fist money because of this for doing nothing more than showing their ass or, or flashing a tit. Oops, did I say that? My bad. Do a little dance. They turn around at the end of the video, thongs out. And they're getting thousands and thousands of clicks. How are these people getting all these clicks? Oh, because they're half naked. If I was a girl looking like that, the way the world is right now, I'd probably be doing something similar. Yep. I can. I, Why not? That's the easy way. Of I don't it. approve it, but I can certainly understand. I don't approve it. I don't approve it at all. That's the... That's the way. That's the reason why I think all these sites need to be shut down, like the TikToks, because they're just giving these people money in their pocket for doing absolutely nothing. They're living life the easy way. Like the youth was talking about it yesterday. It's kind of why I was thinking about it. They're like, "Oh my God, this would put um, Charlie D. Lorenzo, whatever her la her name Emilio. is." Emilio. Thank you. You know her more than I do now. This would put her back in high school. This would put her out of a job. What job? 
What job? A job of making up dances or, or coming up with what's routines. What's the kid that you told me the YouTube videos and the guy has a toy company as a millionaire? Ryan. Ryan. All right, my God. Oh, my God. Ryan. All right, so my nephew, all right, and my niece for that matter because she was growing up with it. For whatever reason, these kids nowadays, they go through their iPads and they go through YouTube and they get entertained watching kids play with toys. And there's this one kid in particular that started this, or his father at least started this. Now, I'm sorry for using this type of language, amigo. I'm not going to curse, but I still apologize for using this type of language. But Ryan, Ryan, Ryan's dad's a pimp. And Ryan pretty much has been prostituted. Come on, man. So, so you're going to tell me that this father grabbed the camera, had his kid play with toys, and recorded him playing with toys, posted it all over YouTube. Somehow he, he was able to manage the traffic through his site or through his channel in order to be able to get people to click on it. And it became from hundreds to thousands to ten, ten thousands to hundreds of thousands to all of a sudden millions of viewers. Now the kid has his own toy company. And kids like my nephew and my niece, and I constantly bug them and tell them, like, they're like, oh, Dio, can I have your, iP your iPhone? Can I borrow your phone? I'm like, yeah, here, as long as you don't watch somebody playing with their own toys. So remember you saying earlier about don't push your objectives through this avenue on my kid. Don't talk to them about this, that, and the other, right? Yeah. So you're talking about this whole Ryan thing and toys review. And last year, they received a complaint from the Federal Trade Commission on this YouTuber because the accusation was the online kid, uh, online superstar, and and the whole show was subjecting preschoolers to ads disguised as toy reviews, so he's getting compensated to do this by those toys. And and apparently, it didn't go too well with the Federal Trade Commission. And he is one of the most popular YouTubers. Period. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because he has hundreds and thousands and millions of kids just clicking on his channel, watching the thing, and then all of a sudden, because now it's turned into a review. Yes, okay, so he's made a business out of it. However, he's he's solicited his child through the internet pretty much just for him to make money because this kid does not that the, the, the kid didn't make the money it was the dad that made all you're the money gonna, you're gonna be surprised where i'm gonna go with this Yikes. you're gonna actually be surprised so you've always heard me say every man has his price mm -hmm. take a guess how much money the kingdom made last year a couple billion Bro, you're crazy. He's a kid on a YouTube. I learned he, he had his own couple, toy company, though. Yeah, Amanda told they, me yesterday. They made $26 million last year. You know, I'm talking about these ball players playing baseball making $30 million. They make little videos and make the same amount of money. That's out of control. That is out of control, brother. Because, again, so you get the clicks, and then advertisements start going through your thing, and then your videos start getting monetized, and that's where you start making money. So I always go around and try to get as many people around to try to get my, uh, my subscription going. I don't even do it that much anymore because it just got tiring. Um, somebody came by, somebody was walking through the tailgates last year, I remember. They're trying to promote their music channel, and they were going by asking people that had YouTube to go ahead and subscribe to his channel. Right in front, oh, can you do me a favor, pull out your YouTube and subscribe to my channel? Going person by person. So I told, I told him, I was like, bro, I'm not going to do that, man. He goes, oh, come on, man, please. I go, okay, no problem. Before I do that, go on my channel. You're going to subscribe to me, and then you're going to subscribe to Slam Radio. And once you show me both of those, then I'll subscribe to your channel. Walking around bothering people, telling them to subscribe to your channel. The reason why he's doing it is if because he gets a ton of people, and you multiply that by games, all of a sudden you're at 100,000. Now your videos start getting monetized. January, Ryan's World Net Worth. $120 million, right? For a kid sitting on his computer. Uh, which, on by a, the way, which, with toys. which makes sense because what were we talking about? He made $26 million. Usually your net, your net worth is about five years of an income. Mm. That, that sounds accurate. It says around $120 million. 
Every man has his price, Frank Fernandez. Um, I'm going to ask you $26 million. If I asked that question to your wife, what would she say? Do it. So if I asked my wife, she'd tell me to do it. Here's one more I'm going to tell you. She wouldn't have to tell me to do it. I'd do it. The issue is going through the motions of doing this because you don't have the foresight of knowing that you're going to make $26 million or $26. Of course. So everything in life's a risk. I get it. I'm not willing to take that risk with my kids, and most people aren't. I think he did, and I actually don't agree with you in the sense of calling him a pimp. I think he's a savvy businessman that used the tools that he had around him to better the situation for his entire family and his fa and his kids' kids. But this didn't start as him wanting to make money. This just started as him wanting to put his son out there playing with toys. I know. This didn't start with me wanting to run a radio station. It started with me liking baseball and loving to pretend to be an announcer. It's $26 million last year. Tremendo apuro. First of all, if I made $26 million last year, here's exactly what I would do. You ready? Mm. I'd buy a radio station. One that I could monetize. I can't buy Slam Radio. One that I could monetize. I would get involved in buying radio station. One that I'm going to run, though. Not 10 people that are investors. I don't care how small or big it is. That's what I would do. That way I assure myself I got something to do the rest of my life. And leave something for someone. Mm -hmm. Either that or buy a big plot of land that's going to make me money. But $26 million is a lot of money. A lot of money. So I'm here to tell you that I would do it. Well, you just said that you wouldn't take that risk with your kids. I, if you know, then you do it, right? He must have known something, Daddy. Daddy must have figured something out. You're right. He stumbled upon it. They didn't start going that. What his daddy saw was he started making this channel with his son playing with a couple of toys, this and that. It was supposed to be kind of a, as your son grows up. As soon as all of a sudden the people came with the money, then all of a sudden he pushed it more. Then all of, everybody started sending them toys. He looked at it and said, like, oh, these people are going to send me free toys. All I got to do is keep on pimping out my son. And then obviously, as it go, once he knows that people are sending him toys and these toy companies are, are kind of paying for him to give reviews about his toys because he has people watching the channel, that's where now all of a sudden it turns to pimps to pimp mode. Yeah, but you see the pimp thing. The reason I don't agree with you on the pimp thing. And I agree with what he did in the beginning. Okay, you want to chronicle you your, 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 your kid's life. I did the same thing. I opened up a private Instagram account and I'm chronicalizing my daughter's life. I would say that in a few years, you probably won't remember this conversation, but if you did, you would look back upon it and wonder why your position was what it is today. Because it's interesting, because pimp is not the word I would use. Because the pimp is the, the one you use, the guy who's the muscle man for a hooker who goes around town and has sex with paying customers. You're kind of explaining Ryan, except for the sex part. He is... He is you're talking about a muscle man that's pushing his son around the internet you, to he toy companies. He, says and he, has, toy he, companies he has his own toy company. Him to but he, has his own, he has his own toy company, right? Now? So let me ask you, what's the difference between this and some chick who's fine who gets paid for hits on her Instagram and she's got half a million or a million followers? And I think, I think it's similar. The dad can't show off his skin like that, so he's showing off his son. I think it's similar. And I think, fine, if you're looking at one way or the other, I'd rather Ryan do his thing because at least he's kind of doing it in, in, in a more consentful way than you're seeing all these, all these girls on, on TikTok just dancing, doing a little dance. And the reason they look good is they put a bikini on and they look Those are the ones that bother me. And you just get clicks. And you get views. And you get streams. You get likes. I don't understand. And they get money.
Those are the ones that bother me. Like, and your son yesterday, oh, they're going to take off TikTok? That means I can't see Addison Ray anymore? Brother, really? Yeah, well, that's how they think. Mm. They've got it Schaefer in braze. Then again, we're talking about a generation that they have to do some, they have to put whatever they're doing public. If not, it's not cool. Understood. I, nonetheless, Ryan's dad, think he really capitalized on something that he stumbled upon. The kid is a sensation. The kid is loved. It's not like he's doing anything. In fact, on the contrary, he's quite engaging. Um, this has been going on almost five years now. So there's a lot of time that you have to put in to get 34 billion views and 23 million subscribers. That does take work. Um, I don't know, Frank. I think this is genius. Okay, we are people that may not want to put our kids out there in that way. You know, I, I have my private account too, by the way. And the only reason my kids get some sort of out there is because they work on this radio station and it'd be hard to be that protective of them. But I'm not one to really showcase them a lot. One thing is one thing. Another, I, I, I understand that. But they made a conscious choice after they saw they had attracted a, a target audience. I say, wait a minute. We now have a target audience without peddling anything. That's no different than Mr. Red. That's no different than El Caballo. That's no different than any of these guys that get on Instagram, become a sensation, and now all of a sudden they want to start moving, you know, talking things. All right, look, my friend, Miss Buscemi, she's a, she's a spokesperson or spokesmodel, I guess, for the Bang Beverage. I say it on the radio. If you look and see Bang, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. She is married to a very good friend of mine. You're friends with Steve Buscemi? No. Oh. Her name is Miss Buscemi. That's her stage name. But that was good. But you got to witness firsthand, like, the guys in everything. Like, like, like Laz knew who he was. Like, and the bottom line is because he's out there. And quite frankly, I wouldn't call it pimping. I would call it he is marketing his wife. His wife has. There is something to what she's doing. And it needs to be organized. It needs to be a concentrated marketing effort. And, you know, it's not about lap dances and porn. I think it's above board. I told you, there are things I'm very open-minded about. So you're okay with the TikTokers just dancing and getting clicks and making money? No, I think it's a, it's an easy way out to make money. Oh, right, because it's an easy way to do I actually don't like TikTok for the other reasons that make it sound like a conspiracy thing. But the fact that China has such an involvement and invested interest in what comes out as far as data from that, um, I'm a little less comfortable about it than I was mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning. Um, I also think anybody, regardless of platform, that can can do that is genius, but it's not my cup of tea. So remember, I'm the kind of guy that... It, it, the mic's off, I'm going to tell you these people are losers, right? Like, I would say something like that. I wouldn't really mean it. Because from a business standpoint, they're a lot smarter than me. They're monetizing their efforts. There's something to be said for that. But that's a hustle I did for years, and some people are great at it. I consider myself to be good at it. I'm great at monetizing somebody else's efforts. If I have to sell you and you are sellable, I'll do a better job selling you than selling me. Mm. Uh, but in theory, to sell you, I have to sell me. So I am unfortunately a salesperson when I wanted to be a lawyer or a radio host or a TV personality. Um, in my opinion, when you find something that works and you can monetize it the right way, when people say, when you do what you love, you don't work a day in your life. Not unless if what you do doesn't pay you a lot of money. You... You working every day. And I'm, I, I feel great about being here and everything, but 
Obviously, I'm, no one's really ever content with the money they make. I want more. I want to be able to do more and make more. Mm-hmm. And if there was a way to monetize, like, so if I got a job that monetized my daily efforts at five times the rate of what I'm making now, what am I supposed to do, Frank? Am I a pimp for leaving? Like, like what, what, what am I supposed to do? This was, I love what that's you're doing. That's a hustle. That has nothing to do with pimping or anything. That has a, that's a hustle. So my thought process is Ryan's dad has set a course. He's done more as a man of the house than almost anyone I know. Because even though you don't like how it was done, I believe it's so above board and it's innocent. The only issue I have is if you're trying to shove advertisers down the throat of kids, which, by the way, no matter what they watch, that's what's happening. Because when you go to click on a link, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on there. And so I don't think he invented it, and I don't even think he's knee-deep in it. Well, like, you know how many times my nephew went up to my, to my brother and said, uh, oh, can you buy me that? Ryan has it. I want it too. My brother had to cut that out. My brother, my brother had to tell him, he's like, hey, there's no more Ryan's toys. They, they, they deleted the channel. But the kid is so savvy through YouTube that he found it again. All started with a Lego train back in 2015. Just him playing with it. That's it. Just put it on 50 YouTube. million views right now it has. Because it's the original video, so people go back to it. They're curious. So you are a recording artist, and you record a bop. You know this baby's going to go to the top of the charts, right? And you know that if you put it on YouTube and you get a million views, you start getting paid on it. You did it for the love, right? Right. But now when you start getting paid on it, it's good, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. So the content is, the difference is, instead of playing with toys, it's music. But the premise is the same, right? I'm just trying to make you see, I am fine with you not liking it. I want you to understand how much more American that is than you think. Because I, you labeled it as pimp. I, I, I don't, I don't because, I, look, because listen, 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 listen. I understand it's American, you make your money. Listen, <laughs> it was fine in the beginning. He was recording his son, made a YouTube channel about his son playing with toys. So then later in life, he can show him, oh, look, Ryan, this is you playing with your toys, blah, 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 That's blah, not blah, what I'm talking blah. about. I'm talking about making money off of it. Yes. Once the money started, once, the, once he saw the interest in the toy companies, and he's like, oh, my God, I can keep recording my son just playing with toys, and all these toys are going to come to us, and all this money is going to come to us, and all this attention, and we're going to make money? Yes, of course I'm going to keep on recording my son. No, bro, that's you. You obviously have now dollar signs in your eyes. And you're saying, all right, son, keep on playing. The kid has no idea what's going on. It's not like you're talking to the kid and be like, hey, listen, you're going to do this and this this time. No, just keep doing what you're doing, Ryan. Oh, my God, it's so cute. Keep on rolling. And behind this, <laughs> yes, Ryan, keep on playing with those toys. <laughs> you, uh, you watch too many movies, and I'm starting to agree with Jen. Mr. Change the World over here, really? You're knocking his hustle, and I'm I don't not like knocking that. his hustle. I'm knocking his pimpism. No, you're knocking his. I hustle. am not knocking. One hundred percent, you're knocking. No. His yes. No. There's a certain point. Once he started saying it, he's like, "Oh, this isn't about Ryan anymore. This isn't about. This isn't about chronological whatever his life. This is about me. This, this about is about money. This is about the Kajis, bro. Come on, man. You out of your mind? You don't believe that? I absolutely. Do. No, you don't. One hundred percent, I believe that. In a capitalistic society, you get to make money in very unique ways. There's nothing genuine about this with this guy. Everything is self-greed. 
A hundred percent. Once he saw the toys coming in, he's like, wow, I don't have to buy another toy but, in my entire life. This on. is great. Can and I then it became that. And then it became advertising. We'll like, listen, laugh. we're going to get you this and we're going to we'll pay you this. Laugh. We're going to pay this. We're going to we'll wear this shirt. You're not going to want to laugh. While you're playing with this it's toy, be so funny. have Ryan wear this t-shirt. You're just going to go to break. And we're going to give you this hat. Instead of laughing, you're going to be so prideful, you're just going to go to break, right? So so then you mean to tell me then... Uh, these girls on OnlyFans and these girls who are porn stars that monetize their efforts and content in different ways. Like, I, I'm not sure I hear you so upset and so uptight about We've that. We've talked about that. Who cares? We've talked about that. That's living the easy way through life. Who cares? Now you don't even have to go to a strip club to make money. You can sit on your couch. You can take half your clothes off and you can charge people monthly for are a subscription. You knocking their hustle too? Yes! No! Easy way through life. Come on, man. How many people knock the hustle of a stripper because all they do is take their clothes off and dance and then they have money thrown at them? Really? And then, then this is okay? I won't, go, I won't go pay for it, but whatever you do, if it helps you get your money and get eaten during the day, then, then I am no one to knock it. Like, you know how I am about people's hustles, bro. I am open-minded about others' hustles like nobody could ever imagine. I am. <laughs> I didn't know you were. I didn't know you were so it's low. America, I thought you would ever stoop so low, amigo. Yeah, Pimping out your kids. I never did it. Ah. That's not what I said. I didn't say I would. Although, if I knew I was gonna make twenty six million in a year, I would. Two million a month, I absolutely would. Yeah, and then I'm gonna call you a pimp, and then you're gonna be like, "Oh, you're just a hater. You're just hating on my hundred. You really are and, and, hating, no, you're pimped though. out your kid, bro. I jock go him. go work your ass off and go make a real. I game. have for thirty five years, and I've never come across twenty six million dollars. And as soon as you knew that you were gonna get twenty six million dollars, or not even that, just a hint of free toys, you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna keep on pimping you out my you kid." You did it for the free toys. Yeah, you did it for the free toys. Well, as a middle class man, like a middle. Uh, uh, I think you, you were doing right when he was having fun, and then he stumbled upon a business. He was having no. He was having fun. He was having fun. You getting his son toys and having his son play with them. Then it went from that to people sending him toys, and he's like, "Wow, hold on. If I keep on doing this, I can keep on getting free toys." Then all of a sudden, all these companies started coming, but like, "Hey, look, wear this and wear this, and we're gonna pay you, and then you're gonna make money because people are seeing your page." And then YouTube started paying because YouTube monetizes all that. I'm so good with what he's doing. It's perfect. It's beautiful. It's the American dream. It's not even brick and mortar. Uh, he does it from his crib. The overhead's low. The return is high. It's the most beautiful. People go into business arrangements because they're turnkey, which means if they spend a dollar, they're going to make $2. That's turnkey. I don't know if you know how that works in business. But yes. people go crazy finding turnkey opportunities because they know that they invest a dollar and they make two. This is a turnkey. This is a turnkey times 20. Like, how much could he have possibly had as an overhead this year to make 26 million? One million? Like, could he have really had a $1 million overhead with computers and subscriptions? Like, really? Especially if he's getting stuff for free. Do you really think he spent a million dollars managing the business that made 26 mil? No. What could he have met? What did he spend? $30,000, $40,000? Maybe? Does he pay himself a salary, maybe? Is that what it is? He doesn't do anything. Post video on YouTube. What are you going to do? He doesn't do anything. Open a trust fund for his kid. Set everybody up. I'm not going to knock his hustle. I'm perfectly fine with it. I wonder what the old man's name is. Well, he's not old. You know, it's funny. As you read the articles, they don't even refer. They don't give the parents names. I'm going to get him on the show. I dare you to call him a pimp. I'm not going to call him a pimp. That's you. I'll call him a pimp. Uh, I'm not letting you call him a pimp if you put him on the show. Oh, well, you wanted to ask uh, David Ortiz if he took steroids. Well, and I told you I wouldn't. Liar. Yeah, I probably would. 
If it was the last question, I would. Yeah, I can't find the parents' names. Isn't that funny? But the kid's name is out there. That's a little weird. Prostitute. Okay, so Lone Guan is the mother of the kid. I have to go three pages into Google to find mom's name. See, that I don't like. Put yourself out there. I mean, you're... Yeah, daddy's name is nowhere to be found here. This is weird. I even went to an article on TubeFilter.com, which is like a YouTube blog type of site. Um... Why is daddy hiding? Related projects to Ryan Kaji are expected to bring in a staggering $150 million in sales this year, more than tripling last year's sales. Loanne and Shion, I found their names. Finally. Yeah, I saw Ryan 150 times before I saw the old man's name. That's not the old man's fault. Oh, no. Well, he doesn't make sure you don't put my name on there. No one cares about the marketing that way. Kaji's faced a complaint or facing a complaint from the Florida Trade Commission, I mean, Federal Trade Commission, like I told you. Um, and one product recommendation aimed at children too young to tell the difference between organic content and marketing, which is right up the alley of what you're saying. Orion has this, so I want to buy it. So I could see where a parent would find that to be exploitive because it's really directed towards them opposed to just the blanket marketing that happens on on other platforms but it's the same thing like oh, it's a valid point it's a valid point like there's a reason why there's cartoons on and then when you go to the commercials every car every commercial is a toy well but that's that you're targeting your market I mean, of course dude, I, I get it i used to place I, I used to place buys why am i doing this i used to place buys for clients based on that stuff mm -hmm. so i'll give you an example i had to drive up i went to here comes the shameless plug we totally brew through a break i don't really care um Shameless plug of, of the year for me. I don't uh, usually this is the do most this. interesting conversation we've had in three and a half months, so I don't even care about format. Shameless plug to Delaware Chicken. I'm telling you right now, they don't got to pay me a dime. And I want you to do me the favor and so I can come to them and I can give them the sound. I, I would, I'll have a very cheap $2 zip drive. And when I go again in a couple of weeks to buy some food, I'm going to say, put this in. I want you to hear what I did. I can't even sell you advertise. I mean, I do have an idea to use them as an advertiser. But I can't do it here at Slam Radio. I'm thinking of something else. Like, I, I, I think I can do something. Remember how my Instagram game, my Instagram story, and my IGTV game has gone up thanks to the holy cat lady? So we're thinking of chronicalizing things, and, and perhaps but my numbers aren't up there to do any of that. Like, I don't have a million viewers or anything like that. Bottom line is I do this for free because that place... I've never walked into a place that sells chicken, seafood, and meat that is as clean, as well taken care of, with the service, unimaginable service, bro. I am literally doing a live read here when I'm not supposed to. I'm not going to give you an address. I'm just telling you they're, they're near the Hard Rock Casino. And, brother, this place was a home run. I, I just, it is hard to go in there and not, buy certain stuff. I bought some shrimp that was off the chain. So those people spend a lot. The reason I bring that, those people spend a lot of money in advertising. Our boy Channing is one of their spokespeople. Uh, Sarah Bernstein, who does the cooking show on our local 
ABC affiliate here. She's fantastic. They're the main sponsor of her show. All that stuff costs money. And when you do it, you target it to an audience. So Delaware goes and sponsors her show. And I'm not being demeaning to you. It's actually more the listener who may not understand what you and I understand in this business. But it allows me to precursor why I don't agree with you is the target audience is whoever's going to sit there for 30 minutes and watch her cook something is because they like to cook. I know I, I like I don't love to cook, but you get some pointers, you pick up little things, and you use them in your own kitchen. Right. She's really good. She's fun to watch. She doesn't make it seem like you're watching a cooking show. I mean, show. some people, I, I, so I, I watch the Food Network sometimes. See, I want to get her on the show, period. There you go. What's her name? Sarah Bernstein, I think is her name. Oh, I've heard of her before. There's a, there's certain um, there's certain chefs that they have that personality that is just super entertaining watching them cook or whatever. But it's like she doesn't, I'll be honest with you, her delivery is very smooth. She's very low-key. Um, she's kind of a modern-day Martha Stewart with the voice, right? She's not all, everything with her is about cooking. Everything is about making something that tastes good. And I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I don't usually watch those shows. I catch her every week. But every week, that ad is in there. So they're targeting it to somebody who cooks at home. Well, guess what? Channing spent three years telling me to go there. And no offense to Channing. And I hear Channing on the radio. And I've been like, man, I got to go. How long have you known me saying, but I got to go to that Delaware? I, because it's in the opposite direction of anywhere I'm ever going. Man, I got to go to that place. I keep hearing things about it. I, I need to just go pick some stuff up and see whatever. Drip marketing. It got to a point where I never was able to do it. But don't think for one second that Channing's three years on my ass to go didn't take its toll. Watching Saturday, we can see it's a part of it. That helps me make the decision. And then the final decision is the advertising that's not working on me, Frank. Even though I know the place, I know people who really know the place, and I should be going there twice a month. Hadn't made my one visit. But that marketing they spent money on, guess who else saw it? The wife. By the way, it's Michelle Bernstein. Not Michelle Bernstein, that's right. Oh, and she says, don't you, don't you know someone that does something with them? I'm like, no, I know one of their not one of their endorsers. I go, he keeps telling me to go. She goes, you need to go check that out. Well, I went the other day after work. Dropped nearly a C note on me. But it was, I mean, you don't understand. You just don't understand. Leaps and bounds difference. That's a shameless plug. But I'm using it in conjunction to tell you that they have reinvested their money, right? So that they can continue to garner business. When it comes to this stuff, Frank, I I had to get used to the fact that in the new world, Ryan is possible. We listen, we deal with a man here who is our we don't call him as our leader. He doesn't sit on a board and tell us, you know, we don't report weekly to him. And But Pitbull really kind of inspires us, right? We're here because of Pitt. Pitt's the first one that doesn't like to do that stuff. You know that. Pitt's not into the whole social media thing. We got somebody who handles the social media. And obviously there's things he has to endorse and things that he has to put forward. And he understands the business and he's great at it. He's not necessarily somebody who enjoys that. And... We come from a generation that it's harder for us to understand Ryan. I, I, honestly, I'm allowing progressive Miliang to come out here instead of old school Miliang. Old school Miliang, you guys are idiots. You get a job, please. But in theory, it's it's brilliant. Brilliant. Now, well, here's what I don't like, Frank. That complaint with the Federal Trade Commission. 
It alleges that 92% of Ryan World, Ryan's World videos contain at least one product recommendation aimed at children too young to tell the difference, whether it's organic content or marketing. So the premise is the audience is too young to understand that it's not an ad, thinks it's real life, like your nephew, and says, Ryan has this bottle. Dad, I want you to buy me this bottle. I'm going to be honest with you. You got me there. You got me there. You have to find a better way to do that. You can't make it seem like you're manipulating kids. There is an interesting dynamic that's never been explored in that, Frank, is the fact that since they're not adults, if this is kid content, should there anything that's meant for children, should it not include these types of target market advertising? I mean, we put guidelines on everything. You don't see cigarette ads on TV. Ain't no Marlboro man riding on a horse anymore. This ain't the 70s. You feel me? But there is something that could be a little bit uh, about that scenario. I don't like that scenario too much. So your content has to be a little better than that. Now, I wonder what the end result of that complaint is, because that complaint was logged like a year ago. And I'm not finding a resolution or a, a fine or, or having to pay something to get, you know. I don't see any of that stuff happening. All right, let's go to break. I, uh, good conversation. That's my only problem. Is if it, it, the Federal Trade Commission is looking at you and saying, dude, nine out of 10 of your ads, you're, you're trying to trick a kid into buying a toy. That, is, that one doesn't work for me. So now you know what's going to happen, right? Frank? What? I'm going to watch Ryan's one now. I want to see this for myself. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch a couple of them. How long do they go? A few minutes, right? Can't be too long. ADD Society, I'm sure they don't have 30-minute videos or anything. Uh, I'm not watching this probably, kid for Probably time. five or six minutes. I was going to try to look one up. I don't want to give them clicks, but I was going to try to look one up. I'll give them a click. Oh, what the hell is that? All right, come back from break. You're listening to Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. We'll be back on the other side. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145. Lila Hearns with the Miami Dolphins. Shout out to Slam Radio. We are back. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. assisting us in running this station our students for sure my particular kids because they live with me and i offset stuff on them we have a meeting today for what i believe will be a pretty cool and major deal type of show that anthony's going to be the producer of i mean unfortunately we had to scratch brad tejeda i know i haven't really talked about it um i don't think there's like a million people asking me for it but brad was going to do something we were all excited uh, brad had an issue that kind of prevented him 
from doing it and before he started and went in too deep. He he very amicably bowed out. I'm not upset at him at all. It was just something that popped up. It's like anything else. But we still have the crew. We have Derek Coe. Um, Frank, I'm going to ask you to get in touch with those guys. I'm going to send you some of their information so you can organize a meeting with all of us. Okay. Um, it would be nice to get a Zoom meeting, but I know we're still having some Zoom issues because of how our Zoom is linked to the school. Uh, but we'll do that. But I'm excited for them um, because they're getting so involved in the station and doing so many things with the station. I would have never really thought that at all. Um, we continue to be a country at odds about whether or not we should be opening up schools, and that's become a topic. Um, I really, I'm out of options on what to say because I know that being in the middle on stuff doesn't always work, right? Um, but I have a lot of questions about when it says new cases. Um, I understand the fear of opening school and infecting others. Uh, I completely get it. I'm going to be very honest with you because I think there's an underlying hypocrisy here that everybody chooses to ignore. All right? If you're a parent and you're up in arms about this, go bleep yourself. All right? I want you to 100% pucker your lips up and kiss my Cuban ass. All right? And before I tell you something that you're not going to like to hear, all right, you stinking hypocrites that say this, all right, and I have some friends that do it, and I'm pissed off that they continue with this stupidity and this nonsense because they're so conscious now, right? When the hell were they conscious when they would send their sick kids to us to school every day and only bothered to worry about it when it's to a point where they were already in a bed and they had spent the last three days coming to school and not just infecting the rest of the kids, but infecting us as teachers and the administrators of this school. Yeah, buddy. You selfish pieces of turd. Yeah, buddy. Stick it in your ear. Awkward. Enough is enough, bro. Yeah! You are allowed to have your apprehensions and in fact, you have rights if you're not comfortable with it. But yeah. when you start vocalizing this bull crap and trying to be like all up in arms and all, what are we doing here? What the hell is this? Shut your trap. Now you're going to get it, Bobby. You guys know who you are. Stop with the hypocrisy. How many of What's wrong with you? I'm a Then why the hell did you come to school? Freaking hypocrites. And when they're at the high school level, with all due respect, sorry, Frank. They don't care. They don't give an itch. Sir, why are you saying that to They don't care. They don't give an at raise say. Comes from China. An at raise say. That's pig Latin for rat's ass. Thank you, man. And it say is. Shoot only with an I, not an O. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. Holy Toledo, you guys are hypocrites. Stinking, two side of your mouth talking hypocrites. Shut your mouth. Do me a favor. Worry about your kid. If you don't want to, 
that's fine. Do what you got to do to mitigate, to have a conversation, to say, but you're going to, I'm up in arms, then homeschool them. You have options, then homeschool them. Quit your job and homeschool them then. Quit your job and homeschool. Well, that's the reason why they I'm send tired it. Of that's it. the reason why they send it because the easy way out is to send them to school because they have to go to work and they can't take the time off and they're not going to stay at home with the kid. What an itchy O'Shea quarantine was for the parents that had to sit down and do work with their kids. Well, that's the reason why everybody found out how hard it was to actually be a teacher. Like, and they couldn't Frickin imagine man. that. Shut parents up. couldn't even handle their kids the extra eight hours a day when they're used to getting rid of them. They can't handle their own kids, but they expect us to handle 30 of them at the same exact time and be able to just be like, yeah, okay, it's all good. You guys, you guys make too much money. Now they know. Please oh, they know. knock it off. I get it. You don't agree. Fair. I, I, in fact, I'm not attacking you for disagreeing. I'm attacking you for being a hypocrite. I can't even steal that idea because I don't have it in me to do so. One of my loyal followers posted this. And I said, preach, brother, preach. At Coach G0615, Matt Garcia, 15 years in education, can't understand where all the, quote, where your mask crew has been when countless parents have dropped their kids off at school knowingly contagious and knowing more than likely educators and fellow students in the building will can and will catch the contagious illness. It, it upsets me. All tenuous times, there's things that are not fair, there are things that are uncomfortable, all of that stuff I get. Please, 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 please do me a favor and don't do that. And it's not like, oh, well, I'm not one of those parents. I would never. Shut up because you did. Shut up because you did. Bro. No offense to your mom, Frank. In 12 years, you're not going to tell me you didn't get sick once. Bro, my you mom had sniffles. Yeah, sick all the time. Of and the reason why I said what I said about the parents not wanting to take the day off was because my mom was the first one. Oye, levántate para la escuela. So, I can't take the day so off. So here's where your mom is your mom, and I appreciate your mom for being your mom. I don't know her that well, but I guarantee you, your mom would not be one of those parents saying, oh, I'm not sending my kid to school. Oh, no, my mom would be like, oh, you're going to school. You're going to school. In fact, she would have probably been one of those that had to go to work until the very last second and would have already been complaining, I almost said the B word, complaining about, you guys need to go to school already. I can't do this. She would have been bitching about it. Thank you're you. damn right. God, I'm a people are freaking... I don't, I got our, I got where we're at. I understand where we're at. I got it. I got it. This is all in an attempt to make Trump look like he can't continue doing this anymore. But we have no other option. I got it. I understand. I, I don't object to anyone doing whatever they have to do. I'm a political scientist, but when you start costing lives, 
So I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. I hear one side tell me hydroxychloroquine or whatever that, right? Hydrochloroquine kills people. You can't use that. It doesn't really make a difference. And then you have other people saying, listen, bro, we give that stuff to someone who's on their deathbed and they forget, and there's doctors in the front line telling you this stuff works. There's doctors that swear by it, keep giving it. I don't think they're killing people with it if they're giving it to people. What am I supposed to believe? Don't believe the mainstream media. Well, I might not believe the underground media. I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore. But please <laughs> don't give me this obey itche. Don't have a convenient argument based on the times. I got you, Papo. The hypocrisy can't, can't stink like a skunk, bro. The hypocrisy cannot stink. It cannot stench. It cannot reek like a skunk. We are inadvertently hypocritical at times. It's human nature. But this is beyond inadvertent hypocrisy, guys. This is obey itche. They're telling you they got to go to school. You have options. Choose your options. Don't please do me a favor and shut up, because you're not the only one. Well, I think we should all go. okay, but since everybody doesn't agree with you, what do you want to do? You want to create more chaos, right? That's good. The beauty of America is instead of arguing about how we're going to do it, is giving people options if they don't want to do it that way. And I got a funny feeling that based on the circumstances, you're going to have options. Deal with your options. Deal with your options because you can't take your kid out of school legally, bro. They have to have some sort of proof of education. And homeschooling doesn't necessarily work because at the end of the day, there's no, there's no name. There's no, that's the thing with homeschool. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to do homeschool. Yeah, all right, go ahead, do homeschool. At the end of the day, the only thing there is to pay for it is a GED. Homeschool them for a year and then bring them back. So then when their scores are twos and their scores are, are lower than, than the average, well, what happened? What happened was you're not a teacher. Right. Schmuck. You thought you knew more. If they get homeschooled, do they advance on grades? Do they have to take some sort of they test? They have a curriculum they have to follow. There's platforms that can do that. Depends on your school district. or I, I don't know enough about it to even talk about it. Because I know originally you just do the homeschool. You, you graduate by taking a GED. Those options are available to everybody. So if you, instead of being loud and complaining and, and, and spreading pan, you know, uh, panic and havoc, do you, bro. Do you. Worry about your universe. I'll worry about mine. Oh, by the way, wash your hands and clean, you know, wear a clean mask. This hypocrisy knows no bounds, kid. It's foolish already. I'm so over it. I will not offer an opinion. But when you're taking something that's a health issue and you're mixing it in with politics, it's a bad elixir. It's a bad elixir. I spoke my piece. I already did what I had to do. You know, and then I, I preached this at home, and then, did you hear who had, uh, with the tone of voice. Sometimes I walk by and go, don't know, don't care, and I keep walking. I don't want to become that guy, man, but it's, it's getting to a point where put on a mask, wash your hands, shut the bleep up. Done. That's it. That's it. And mind your business. Mind your beeswax. All right.
Come back from break on the other side. Am I right or am I early? No, yeah, a little early. Uh, I, I thought I said 39. I'm sorry. Oh, a little early. You got any reading that you're going to be uh, doing anytime soon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The spicy book coming out. Oh, yeah. I was saving it for a good moment, but what's better than now? Why not, right? Oh, Mary Trump, where have <laughs> you been all my life, Mary? Mary, where have you been my entire life, Mary? Mary. That's why we're here today. Mary, where have you been, Mary? <laughs> why didn't you speak up in 15? Why does this come out now? Why did you wait so long, hon? So a lot of people were giving heat saying, oh, um, media outlets, shame on you. You always go to the family members to try to get the dirt. And she wrote this one herself. This was all on her. Oh, yeah, there's, there's no media. There's no, no media. media. Just say, I've had enough. And the reason that they asked her, they're like, why would you just come out and say that? He goes, I want to warn America because I don't want that. I don't want I don't want him to destroy America the way he destroyed my family. I was like, yikes. Now, there's an underlying story that he gypped them out of something in their will and they had to come and renegotiate. But she's she's a doctor, by the way. You know, she's a Ph.D. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is not this is not a rug rat trying no, no, to make no. some money. That's why I'm. That's why I told you I'm, I'm kind of interested in this. Oh, I'm more than interested. Did I, I don't care about the White House stuff and all that. I like the family cheese. Like my wife has made me very cheap muscle, and I like the dirt that the family dirt because there's no good dirt like family dirt. Family dirt's the best kind of dirt. So I want the family dirt, and this is gonna be family dirt. Oh my god! He paid somebody off allegedly to take the SATs. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. You've taught me well, amigo. Yes, allegedly. Absolutely important that we go with allegedly. <laughs> Where have you been my whole life, Mary? <laughs> huh? Bro. Why didn't you come to my life sooner? Oh, my God. I, where were you when all Bro. was important, when all needed to be known? Where the hell were you, Mary Trump? I don't know, but she was probably <laughs> busy writing this book because it doesn't even look like a small book. Either. No, it's a huge book. That's why I said I wanted to get it on tape because I don't know if I can read all that. My wife has had a book of Elvis Duran sitting on my ottoman for the last two months, and she's like, you need to read this book. And I'm like, all right, I'll read it. I haven't touched the book. I don't read. I do enough reading every day. I'm going to sit on my, on my spare time now, and I'll you, start reading more. Can you believe allegedly paid to take his SAT? Because his grades weren't high enough. And he, and he didn't do a test. So apparently he found somebody that was good at taking tests and he paid him off. Please, because the sound won't do it justice, but did you see when at the White House lawn they asked him about the book and him and Melania stood up, turned around, and just walked away? He's not no, gra no ground to stand on. I think he put out some sort of lawsuit or something like that that she can't promote the book. Um, but the book is still coming out next Tuesday, but she can't promote the book. Why can't she promote the they book? They put some I'm gonna look it up. They put some sort of a suit on her or something that she can't promote the book. I'm not seeing that here. I'll find it. I heard it yesterday. That's crazy if it's true. Maybe I've attempted to do that. This is America though. I mean, this is America. That, that's just amazing. She um accuses the president of being a sociopath. Uh, charging that Trump's, quote, hubris and willful ignorance, end quote, dates back to his early days threatening the country. Um, her book is Too Much and Never Enough, How My Family Created the World's Most Dangerous Man. 
And then he talked a little bit about, uh, I guess, Fred Trump, saying that he uh, he created a toxic family dynamic uh, that, if you saw it, it would explain why Donald is the way he is. Uh, he struggled with alcohol, which probably would explain why Trump doesn't necessarily drink. And she says that she was tired of staying quiet. She needed to speak up. This one's beautiful. She writes this in the book, quote, Donald, following the lead of my grandfather and with the complicity, silence, and inaction of his siblings, destroyed my father. I can't let him destroy my country. <laughs> when is this book coming out again? Next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So there have been some legal actions. Um, her book doesn't include explosive accusations about his actions in the in the White House. So like you said, this is a book right up your alley. You don't want to know about the political transgressions, political transgressions. You want to know about why he's an asshole. Did I just say that on the air? Whoops. <laughs> it is rich in details and to the portrait of how Trump became the self-styled real estate tycoon and media celebrity, which then he parlayed into a presidency. Uh, and all this through the financial backing and support of his father, even post-mortem. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Now, you know, those critics, including the White House Deputy, Deputy Press Secretary Sarah Matthews, why come out now? Um, you know, obviously Trump disputed the, some of the things that came out as excerpts. Um, she know that she didn't take his run for presidency seriously at first. She didn't. Yeah, they laughed at. Him. I heard that she they also, laughed at him when he told him, "Oh, I'm running for president." The entire family laughed at him. She also confirmed what I always thought. He goes, "I just knew." Uh oh, what happened? Oh, you're really buying this book, aren't you? Oh yeah, for sure. She says she doesn't think he did either. He didn't think so either. No, she's convinced that he also didn't take it seriously at first. I think it was a publicity stunt, and he realized how much, how much movement he was getting on it. Then he kept on pushing through with it. Yeah. I thought the same thing, too. Just like Ryan's dad, I guess. Um, I'm just waiting for it. It's whenever you want. Oh. <laughs> it's whenever you want. Mary Trump also claims that Trump, Donald, helped her sister to obtain an open seat in the U.S. District Court for the District of New Jersey through his friend and lawyer, Roy Cohn. Marianne thought it would be a great fit. And Donald thought it might be useful to have a close relative on the bench in a state in which he planned to do a lot of business. Cohn gave Attorney General Ed Meese a call, and Marianne was nominated in September, confirmed in October. Mary uh, noted that her aunt Marianne insisted she earned her judgeship on her own merit. There is a bunch of stuff here, boy. <laughs> it sounds like a very... This very article <laughs> alone is scintillating. It's giving you a lot of little insights on it? No, they're publishing it now on the 14th, and it's, which is beautiful because that means that I can take it with me to Naples. Mm -hmm. What better way to read about Donald Trump than on the beach? Well, you don't go to the beach. This might warrant a beach trip. This one might put toes in the sand in a chair chilling. 
Oh, I can't wait. This is beautiful. They've already printed 75,000 copies of the book. What's the Should I just order this and have them drop ship it on Amazon, right? Might as well. If you're that if you're that into wanting to get it, then you might as well. I just want to make sure I get it the 14th if I buy it. Uh, you should if you buy it, especially if you pre-order it, you should be one of the first no, ones are, to get the Do book. they do the same thing nowadays where the first thing they sell is the hard copy and then they go to paperback? I order. have no idea how oh, that works. I, I haven't bought a, a book since 1991. I hope they have a paperback. Actually, the last book I bought was a Mankind book on wrestling. Yeah, this is beautiful. So I decided I'm not going with the online book. I'm going with the regular book. You know, I like books. Mm -hmm. I like putting books on shelves. I'm fascinated with that, even though I don't read them as much as you think I do. Books. My dad had books everywhere. I'm convinced he didn't read crap. My wife bought me a book for Christmas a couple years ago, like uh, not stadiums, but something about the Blackhawks or the Cubs. And I was like, oh, this is beautiful. It's amazing. I haven't opened it. And she's like, I'm not going to buy you a book ever again. I was like, don't. They look very pretty on the shelf. President's younger brother, Robert Trump, briefly won an injunction against Mary and Simon Schuster in New York's Supreme Court. But the appellate court lifted the temporary restraining order the very next day. Uh, it, you are right. The restraining order is in place, so she's not able to comment publicly about it. Um, of course, her spokesperson said, quote, the act by a sitting president to muzzle a private citizen is just the latest in a series of disturbing behaviors, end quote. That I can absolutely support and sponsor as a complaint. I'm buying the book, bro. <laughs> buying the book? Point? Yeah, I'm buying, no, no, no. I'm buying the book? I'm buying the book. Why wouldn't I? I'm pumped. Are you? Cool. Pretty damn cool. Hardcover, I get a $17.94, $17.95. Free delivery, I get it. I want it. Pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. And it's a hard copy. Woo! I'm ordering it. I need to know I'm going to get it on the 14th. You should be able to. Oh, no, they can't. Order now, and we'll notify you by email when we have an estimated delivery date for this item. So make a line at Barnes & Noble. That's probably what I'm going to end up doing. I have to do some research on that. Could you see us, me doing it one morning and doing the show from my phone while in line for this and making a big old to-do for it? Oh, yeah, knowing you? <laughs> Bro. We're doing it. <laughs> Bro. It's ah! too Hold on, so the no, no, the bro was the bro was so beautifully timed. <laughs> I, I, I it was like so unexpected how he came in behind your. Psh. <laughs> bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I need to find out how that works. Plus, I don't we know do we have somebody on the payroll that works at a bookstore? I could have sworn we did. I know somebody who works at a bookstore. Damn it. Who? Um, if I remembered, I wouldn't be wondering who it was. Fair point. We uh, we have someone on the payroll that does things at a bookstore. I, my question is, can I get them to buy this book for me? But my other question is, am I going to get it for seventeen ninety nine? Is that how much the book is? Yeah, I think I might just order it and go with it. Like, even if I have to get a second copy. Not that expensive. I thought it was going to be more. Well, it's a $40 book. They're giving it to you at seventeen ninety nine if you order it on Amazon. I don't know why. Oh, they I don't want to go into Barnes & Noble and get it for 40 bucks. They want you to pre-order it. Well, I could have bought this last week for 17 Just buy it. 17 bucks. Take the risk. You should be able to get it the Tuesday or Wednesday. When do you leave the Naples? Wednesday. So you should be able to get it by Wednesday, I think. I would think. And I'm going to get an email as to when it, it says pre-order now. All right. I'm going to pre-order now. There it is. 
<laughs> I'm so excited. I know. I'm such a dork. So the tax, everything's going to cost me $19. Uh, delivery. I did it, did it, did it, did it. Two business days, once shipped. Estimated delivery date, August 5th to August 28th. Wah, 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 wah. Did you order already? No, I didn't order it. You, when you set up the order, it tells you the estimated date. Oof. Standing in line, I guess. $40. They got to have the paperback. We got to look this up. I'm going to look this up. I bet you that in those stores, they sell the paperback. Now I just got to find a matter of... I used to like the hardcover books, not the paperbacks. So are you mad at the Brothers Green? The Brothers Green? You don't know who the Brothers Green are? No. Billions of views. They vlog and talk about books, kids' books, other books, brotherhood. If you see a couple of their books, you know exactly who they are. All right, so they're brothers. Yes. All right. The Brothers Green. How old are they? They're adults. Okay. They're not pimping out their son. No, they're pimping out their books. It doesn't matter. That's their that's their job, man. They're talking about their books. They're not pimping out their son. They're not having a kid play with a toy and be like, oh, just play with this for 20 but minutes. You know, some of the content they're with. using is slanted towards kids. At the end of the day, they're promoting their stuff. They're talking about their stuff. They're, yeah, they're, they're best-selling authors. They're best-selling show. They're doing a show. Mm-hmm. They're not having their son play with a toy. Well, Ryan's doing his show. Ryan's not doing any show. Ryan's there making sounds, the fire engine sounds, as it, as it passes by, and then a, the police sound may go in the other Have way. Have you also thought that, that there's an expiration date to this? Uh, yeah. To when, this racket? Yeah, you understand when, there's an expiration? Well, he's already getting there. He's like 10. He's going to want to start playing with chicks soon. That, that's cool. Well, he already he's going to have $26 million to go and do whatever he has to do. It's coming. It should have come before you ever said a word. I have to load it into the page. But it should have been deafening silence. There should have been deafening silence leading up in a crescendo. A silent crescendo to that point. Because it was so good. (laughs) He's going to want to start playing doctor with some of these girls, kid. What's he going to do? He's going to YouTube those? Come to Papa. Maybe he'll go on OnlyFans. It's time for your Perfect. He has enough. He has enough. He has enough fame. He can go on OnlyFans. People can go ahead and subscribe to him. He's going to keep making money off himself. Yeah, Watch. I'm not sure that's the platform for him. I'm just thinking out loud. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Bro. I'm reading this book. I don't know how. I'm not spending 40 bucks on it, though. I'll tell you that much. I'll wait. No, be- no reading on the beach from Leon. Air, airline booking starting to tumble again. Oh, boy. Media's working. Working hard during this pandemic to keep us in fear. I can't believe I said that out loud. That's the first time I've said that. You see, for some of you that think that I'm a flaming liberal, I'm not always to the left. Flaming liberal. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to keep wearing my mask. Take daily baths. Twice a day sometimes. Wash my hands. Right? Especially after I wipe my ass. Guys, there's some basic stuff that's common sense. One ply or two ply? Uh, Two ply. One ply is disgusting. One ply is how you sandpaper. Oh, I didn't tell you the one ply story. (laughs) So during the pandemic, remember there was a real scarcity of toilet paper. Yes. And one day in one of my extravaganzas, I go... And right when I walk into Target, there's a whole pallet of this stuff. It was Target or Walmart, I don't remember. It was of the one-ply stuff. I didn't know it was one-ply. Oh, no. I saw toilet paper. And it looked so pretty. 
And I just grab it. I go, we got toilet paper. Yeah. And mind you, it's a six pack. I might have paid like eight bucks for it. Yeah, how many rolls were these eight dollars? Six. Oh wow, that's expensive. Yeah, it was back in when it was hard to find, so they just charge you a regular price for it. You know what I mean? Um, maybe it was six and a half dollars for the six. I don't know. It was certainly more than I should have paid for it. So the other day, I walk into the house, and my wife is painting a mirror. She's changing it from like a from like a mahogany color to to the color scheme in her house. Uh-huh. And I see the toilet paper on the floor. And I said, what are you doing? And she looks at me and she goes, this stuff's better to use as sandpaper before I, paint the, before I paint the mirror than anything else. I'm trying to see if it works because if it works, I'll just use it. I go, you got to be kidding me. She goes, of course I'm kidding with you, but I brought it here to wipe because what else am I going to use this toilet paper for? I can't wipe my ass with it. You know what a little dicky says about one ply, right? No. One ply TP as bleed. Oh, not myself without nobody. No, that's the wrong one. But <laughs> it wasn't a Beastie Boys lyric. I know I got <laughs> one ply TP. I bleed. Ass all, bleed. Ass bleed. All by myself without nobody. <laughs> oh, that's two different songs. Whatever. Yeah, dude. So we came to the realization that I bought the wrong TP. Funny, because that little Dicky lyric comes from a song called "Save That Money." The entire song is about him saving money. Like, he talks about wearing the same pair of jeans every day. Yikes. Yeah. Ouch. How many times do you wear a pair of jeans before you wash them? Um, so I know some people that don't even ever wash those jeans. Because they too. say that it's bad for it. It's bad for the jeans. Right. Do you understand that I've tried to explain to my wife? I said, listen, I understand. I got it. I totally understand. So I have a new rule at school. At school work. It's called home, by the way. There's certain jeans that once I've dropped more than the JCPenney 20-something dollars for it, um, they get treated differently. Mm-hmm. So I have the, the the Arizona brand that I throw them in, a, in, a, in a, you know. How many Wranglers do you have? I, you only have one Wrangler, but Arizona brand, because JCPenney sometimes will get, you get up $16, $17. Problem is, is 90% of those jeans don't even fit me anymore, thanks to the 60 pounds I lost. Nonetheless... I put those like in a drawer and then the good jeans when you spend 50, 60 on a Levi, put that baby on a hanger. I don't wear those every day. Those aren't my everyday jeans. And God bless you if you can spend $60 on everyday jeans. I can't. Um, at work, we're not allowed to wear jeans anymore. So I only wear jeans to go out. So those jeans are really laying around not being used. Mm-hmm. The good jeans, the ones that cost loot, I make sure to grab them and put them back on the hanger. I let them air out a little bit and then I put them back on the hanger because... I read in more than one place, you don't want to be washing these things every time. And you know what? When You you just don't want to. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I wash don't want them body. walking by themselves. I want them to have some form or yeah. whatnot. But you, if you wash them every time you wear them, I was wondering why I would, I mean, like, man, when I was a kid, I had jeans lasted forever. Why are my jeans lasting two or three years? And then I got to get, because you wash them eight, mm-hmm. 10, 12, 15 times, you might not be doing them justice. Right. Now, and I don't necessarily wear jeans and go running around, so I'm sweating like that. Like, when I go jeans, like you say, it's either come to work, like, on a casual day, or if I'm going to go to dinner or something like that, to a movie. Nonetheless, by the time I've worn it a third time, I'm starting to feel like, all right, maybe it's time to wash this. I give it about five or six. Three, four. I've gotten to about four. Remember, I went all my life washing it every time I want. 
And then I started reading. They go, wait a minute, I'm not washing these things like this anymore. For starters, it costs a lot of money to wash a pair of jeans. I don't know if you realize it's a very heavy cloth. To dry it is extra. It's like when you put it in a dryer, dryer works extra hard to dry jeans. Jeans are just like, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I air dry a lot of my clothes. I don't like air dry is good. And I'm trying to get somebody in my house to understand that. So now I have to intercept when they're wet. The reason why the Cuban ladies back in the day used to tie a string from one side of the backyard to the other and they used to have all their clothes clean. Love it. You remember the pulley? That we did on Laz's boat. The reason I maneuvered it so well is because I was in charge of the pulley of the drawstring back in Brooklyn when we did it. And then actually my first few years in Miami, we did as well. Because my dad had a preference of, uh, of hanging clothes in the sun that way rather than drying them. Even though I had to tell you to shift your hands to the top. Did you? But that one's different, though, because that had, like, a little lock on it. It was a little stranger. Oh, it was just the way you the political yeah. positions, you had to move your hands like yeah. this. Yeah, correct. Instead of kind of going like this. Exactly. So you were trying to do this, but towards the bottom. Mm -hmm. So I, well, I thought I thought the bottom was out because I thought it went right. like this, and it was actually the top. I had to pull it because the other one was stuck. To the Remember, the jig is stuck there where the regular clothes line it just keeps rolling. It just right. keeps rolling, so that's why. Too yeah. much and never enough. How yeah, my family created the world's most dangerous man by Mary Trump. She's not allowed, according to legal recourses, she is not allowed to publicize. She cannot comment publicly on the book. But I can. I can talk about it as much as I want. <laughs> I can't wait to read it. I think you should too. They have it on tape. I don't know, you and your tape. You said you, you've become un chimoso. I am, but I don't like to read. But, not, but, but, but hold on, if you're un chimoso, you're willing to listen to anything to get the cheese. Listen, or exactly, listen. So you want to, I'll sit there with you while you're reading. You can read it out loud, and I'll sit there intrigued as ever, listening to all the cheese. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But me read, you know what happens? You know why I don't like reading? Because I invest the time into it, right? And then, like, I have, like, I guess I have ADD or something. So I start reading, and then all of a sudden, like, I keep reading, but my mind starts wandering about something else. Oh, did I forget to turn the stove off? Yeah, I think I did. Okay. Oh, man, I got to go to Publix tomorrow. Um, I got to make sure I grab some toilet paper. I got to make sure I grab chicken. Right. By the time I know it, I'm on the bottom of the page, and I have no idea what I read. So I got to go back and read it again. It takes me 10 minutes to read one page. You complained about this yesterday. To me, actually, privately. Last Thursday with Laz. Ah, yes, you did. We were on the boat when you said it. We are on a jacuzzi. Is that what it was? Yeah. Mm. Did you enjoy the jacuzzi? It was fun. My hands got wrinkly. Good. You know who Laura Savoy is? No. Laura Savoy is a very attractive young lady. She's married to a very famous man. Remember the other day we were talking about the rules? Right? Mm -hmm. What's too old? What's too much of an age difference in a couple? So there's a standard, an industry standard equation to figure this out which the older person you cut their age in half and add seven years and that's usually the good point so if you do it at the inverse right then the number you would figure on Laura Savoy being 27 she probably didn't want to be with anyone older based on by the way based on this equation anyone older than 40 because if you use the equation, you're 40 divided by 2 add 7 is 27, right? She's married to a man who's 66 years old. He is 39 years older than her. He is Dennis Quaid. No way. 
You remember Dennis Quaid? He played quarterback in any given Sunday. Absolutely remember. He was the pitcher in that Disney movie. Mm-hmm. I absolutely remember Dennis Quaid. In a Quaid. bunch of movies he's done. And then like the rookie. Yeah, that was the one. The one where he was a pitcher. Right. According to him, it's no big deal. It just doesn't, it really just doesn't come up, Quaid said, told People Magazine this. About the age difference. He goes, there's just something timeless about us. We're partners in our relationship and in life. They quietly eloped on June 2nd. They're not married. It's love at first sight. Hmm. Does he really think it was love at first sight? Does he really honestly believe? Is that... I don't know. You don't, you don't believe in love at first sight, apparently. I don't believe in a 27-year-old woman falling in love with a 66-year-old man, no matter how good he looks. No matter how good he looks, Frank. So you're using technology to see my screen. As I show you my screen right before we go to break. And, I mean, God bless. I'm not, I said I don't knock anybody's hustle. I'm not knocking his hustle. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not knocking his hustle. And who's 39 years older? <laughs> he is than her. Woo! Obviously, if she was 39 years older than him at 66, oh, she'd be 105, Frank. There's a little bit of a glare. I don't know. All right, well, she's 27, and she's really, really good looking. What are you saying? Betty White can't find any love? So Betty White's number. What? How, is Betty White 98? No, I think she's over 100 already. No, 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 no. no. Come on. Hey, Siri, how old is Betty White? Oh, she's 98. 98 years old. Why do you doubt me? Uh, Why do you doubt me? I don't know. Why do you doubt me? <laughs> 98 divided by 2 is 49. Add 7. <laughs> I'm still too young. You guys call me old. I'm too old for Betty White. Too young for Betty White. Sorry. I was going to hit up Betty White, see if I could slide into her DM. Use your rule. Betty, before you go, I want you. But the rule shows that I'm too young for you. Can we get a waiver on this? Done. So, no, I was just going to say you're in for the money. All right, so here's the question. Betty White's 98 years old. Betty White tells you, I watch your show every day. <laughs> I don't have much time left. I probably can't even do the things I used to when I was younger. But can I get a bleep from you, please? And the bleep is, you can fill in the blank. Actually, can I get a blank from you? You don't know that game, do you? Yeah, yeah, I do. Hold on. It's make a, let's make a deal. No? I've heard that before. It's a match game. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I've heard that before, though. You know, they ask the question, then everybody fills in the blank, and then the contestant has to guess which one's going to be most guessed in. I'm not a... Uh, I'm too young for her. It would be disrespectful to hit her up and say, I want you. Oh, because it's, again, Betty White, I want you. money. Yeah, 98. We're not even allowed to talk about her too much. You know that, right? Why? Because I don't want to be deemed the Grim Reaper of God forbid. Oh, no, please comments. don't. All right, change the subject. It's time to, I don't like talking about 98-year-olds. It's just a thing. It's just me. I don't know. I don't, you know, it, it, it scares me a little bit. Just saying. I miss baseball, Frank. I miss baseball, too. Well, on this date in 1973, 47 years ago, right? The Mets were 12 and a half games out of first place. Yikes. 
They won the East. They beat the Reds in the NLCS. The big red machine Mets. They beat in the NLCS and went and played the A's in the World Series. That's insane. They almost beat the A's, Frank. <laughs> they took them to the seventh game. It's the only, that A's team that went and ripped through everybody, the only team that took them to seven games was the 82 and 79, 1973 New York Mets. And if it was a 60 game format, they wouldn't have been able to have that opportunity. You're right. But also at 82 and 79, they shouldn't have had that opportunity to begin with. Well, it is the it is the worst record to ever make it to a World Series. What? Oh, okay, worst record to make it to a World Series. But what's the biggest, like I guess, uh, gap of games or like games behind to make it? Was it the A's, the Moneyball year, where they made that move? I don't know. Well, the, the, in mid August, the Yankees of '78 were 14 and a half back from the Sox, forced an extra game and won. We've seen the double-digit comebacks. Um, some start earlier, some start later. Obviously, we're in early June, July. I'm sorry. So the Mets were 12 and a half back, but if you look through baseball reference and see the Mets, uh, the Mets might have been at that point in time, in and I'll look it up when we go to break, may have been either the first, either the worst or second worst team by record in all of baseball. I'll look it up now. If there were two teams who had a worse record than the Mets at this point in time of that season, I'd be surprised. Wow. Come back on the other side. I'm going to look it up. Listening to Good Morning Amigo right here. On Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Yo, yo, this is Rashad Jennings, and you listen to Slam Radio. We are back. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. really said but in the 10 o'clock hour we're going to uh we're gonna have canine on yesterday he had been the night before he had been in the lab for a long time so we reached out to him he was still kind of getting woken up and uh, we, we crossed we couldn't get it done so we're, we're gonna try today as well i looked it up frank the 73 mets on this day were the second worst team in the national league fourth worst in all of baseball wow One, two, fifth worst in all of baseball. I apologize. And they were actually, uh, yeah, they were actually the third worst in the National League. Because even though the Braves had more wins, their winning percentage was lower than the Mets. Nonetheless, the Mets were at the bottom of the barrel. And if you look at the overall, you know, they were, they actually, if you look at overall record, it's they're showing the third worst in the National League. That's tough to look at, man. And they came back. Those things happen. Those things happen. On this day, 1982, Billy Martin recorded his 100th—I mean, 1,000th career win as a manager. Just so you know. Hmm. Did you know that Stevie Wonder once ran for the mayor of Detroit? No, I never knew that. Well, in 1988, on this date, he announced that he would run for mayor of Detroit in 1992. I got a feeling he never ran because I don't remember that. Do you? No, I never remember that. 92? I would have remembered that. I don't remember I that. I would have remembered that. 
So the Oakland A's were only five games back on this date in um in two thousand two. See? Yeah. And they hovered five, four, two, they three, just four, five, six, four, and then all of a sudden they boom, they just went up. Spice Girls debut single Wannabe was released on this date in nineteen ninety six, twenty four years ago. Pretty cool. Yep. A lot of Wimbledon stuff, that's what I'm telling you. But uh American businessman. T. Boone Pickens. You ever heard of T. Boone Pickens? Never heard of that. Announces his Pickens plan, an energy policy that moves away from imported oil. Look up T. Boone Pickens. Has more money than he knew what to do with. T. Boone Pickens. He, he died already. I like the name, though. Yeah, he's got a great name. He almost inspired me to go with first initial, middle name, last name. But then when I had to go middle name, my dad's name, I wanted to change that middle name, which gave me an opportunity to then go buy a name that I wanted. Not the name he gave me, but when you're Larry for so many years, it's tough to convince people that you're not a Larry. So what was I supposed to look up on T-Boone? How much money he has? Yeah, just look him up in general. You'd be surprised to learn about him. He found the oil and gas company. Yes, he did. Do you know which oil and gas company that is? Mesa Petroleum. Which provides for whom? Mm -hmm. Amoco. So he's basically started Amico. I, oh, I guessed right? I don't know. I'm asking you. Oh, I don't know. I'm, you looking it up. Up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. <laughs> I'm asking you to look it up. I'm not asking you to guess. It's not oh, a quiz. I, 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 I thought I guessed right. Not a quiz. Because for that, I just, I'll look it up me. All right, hold on. I'm looking it up. Well, you're, but but you, I thought you pulled this up. Well, no. I'm in the middle of looking it up. I just saw that he... He's a very famous man. He always had something to say. He did pass away in September. I remember he passed away. BP, bro. Okay, I figured. He chaired the hedge fund for their capital management division. Oh, fair enough. His initials are BP, so. Well, BP stands for British Petroleum. Yeah, but Boone Pickens. Yes, I got you. An oil magnate is what they call him. Anything else you learned about him? Um... No, because I got off that page. <sighs> he was a major donor to uh, Republicans uh, backing up Donald Trump and George Bush. Oklahoma State University as well. Mm -hmm. A whole bunch of humanitarian contributions. And yes, you're right. The BP capital has nothing to do with the oil company. I thought it did. And the Mesa Power is the power company. Electricity, which all that goes hand in hand. When you got your hands in that, it's a uh, it's a big deal, but one of the things he didn't want to do is uh, he wanted alternatives to oil, like wind and solar, and and his plan really kind of accentuated that, trying to get the nation's commercial transport sector away from OPEC diesel and, and go to natural gas. Uh, that way, you create a a flow of money that's a lot different. Yeah. He was known for his philanthropy more than anything else. Man, did he give away money. Whew. He gave away all kinds of money. Tax in, right in his life, he gave away nearly a half a billion dollars to philanthropic causes during, during his successes. Wow. Donates to Texas Woman University's uh, Institute of Health Sciences, University of Texas... 
uh, health institutions received $100 million from this guy. At the UT Anderson Cancer Center, as well as the UT Southwest Medical Center. It's um, it's crazy. That is pretty crazy. It's pretty nuts. He, I mean, just random. Back in December of '07, he reported that Pickens. They reported that Pickens donated six million dollars to a park in Dallas. Wow, six million dollars to a park. Yep. What do they do at this park? What park is this? So the story has it that he donated $6 million to Jubilee Park located uh, in Dallas and would man a bulldozer to begin demolition of an abandoned building across the street from a kindergarten Head Start program in Jubilee Park. Think about why he would do that. Who hangs out in abandoned buildings? Um, Crackheads. Oh, okay. I was going to say it, but I don't know how to say it right. Crackheads, yeah. He acknowledged that there's two very sensitive things going on there. He put the money in it so they could dump that down and upkeep. That's all this guy did. I mean, man, when you make all that kind of money, you can give. But but it's just, I'm, I can sit here for the next hour telling you the things that he's done. They renamed the downtown YMCA in Dallas after he gave $5 million. Revitalizing the area, making the YMC a place for citizens of Dallas today. Named Texan of the Year back in 08, of course. Donated $11 million to UT Dallas Centers for brain health. Something completely different than all the other money he gave. Pretty park. Very nice. Donated $25 million back in 08 to the University of Calgary's Faculty of Medicine. He went to visit the place with the Flames, Calgary Flames owner Harley Hotchkiss. Saw the place and go, all right, I'm gonna give you 25 mil for this. We needed to come, we need to get him over here on Slam Radio. Well, he passed away in September. Well, I know that. That's why I said we needed I, to. We needed to. That, that was the guy to get in here. Sheesh. Holy Especially toby. That's what we got going on. Sheesh. Big deal. I wasn't expecting his name to just randomly come up that way, but it did. Famous birthdays. Today, who's celebrating a birthday that is worth a damn? Anybody we know? I don't know. Do Kevin know? Bacon. Kevin Bacon, the man behind the Kevin Bacon game. 62 years old today. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You know, it works. There's a website for it. Too. Absolutely works. Anybody, everybody matches up with Kevin Bacon. Like, you know that if you put Adam, like Adam and Eve, I think it works. No way. Yeah, I think they have, it's funny. That site's very, very funny. So he turned 62 today. Good for him. Um, Gosh. All right, a whole so lot of people, right. Tom. You see, no, that guy's a punter. Nobody of major consequence celebrating a birthday. Milo Ventimiglia, who's an American actor, uh, turns 43 today. Yeah, no real big names here. All right, so the Adam and Eve does not work. It doesn't? No. By the way, Will Smith's son turns 22 today. Remember when he was a little kid? He's 22 now. Wow, are you serious? Yeah. He's 22. Yeah, no real famous birthdays today. Jack Lambert, 68. I thought Jack was dead. Wow, even Bob Saget is in the six degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon. Tried to pick somebody super random. Yeah, but Bob Saget's not that random. 
once you've been Off on the screen, it's pretty random. Once you've been on the screen, it's only going to be a couple of degrees. Bob Saget was in Entourage with Kevin Connolly. Yeah, Bob, Bob Saget was also on uh, Family Ties. He was on a sitcom in the eighties. Not going to be far fetched to get to Bacon from there. So who's a ran- who's a random person to go with? I'll tell you exactly. The Dalai Lama. You said it didn't work with Adam and Eve. Didn't. So I'm sure it doesn't work with the Dalai Lama. It does not. Told you. Mother Teresa. Bet you it doesn't oh, work with her. Come on, man. But like you're throwing out super. <laughs> those are super random names. Okay. If so I threw out if I threw out the amigo, it wouldn't come up. No, but I bet you, I bet you it it won't work if you throw up the name. You gotta go actors. Why do you have to go actors? It's from anybody. It's not from an actor. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it has to be actors. No, it can't just be anybody. Yes. You want seven degrees of separation from you to Kevin Bacon, you to me, me to Danny Pino. Danny Pino to whatever actor that's ever been in a movie with Dan, Kevin Bacon, and you're there in five degrees. The premise is not that incredible because there's a lot of actors, and at some point, by the time you get to the third per, third degree, somebody knows somebody. Mm-hmm. Once you know me, there's no way you're failing at this. You see what I'm saying? Well, funny enough, you're right. It does say any two people on earth. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Anyone. I thought it was just actors. It is any t- any two people. Go figure. Incredible. So you have fun with that, huh? Remember, 10 o'clock hour, we'll have K9. Love that song, bro. He's killing it. Six. I invite you to check it out on, on uh, Spotify or your Apple Music. Any, any of those, actually, you can just pull it up and watch and listen to it. I'm sorry. There's no video yet. It's a good track indeed. On the other side, we'll keep you going all the way to 11 in the morning. Remember, the youth is on today at 11. Uh, Amanda, Nicole, and the gang talking some more stuff. Alicia's back today, isn't she? I, th- I believe so. The smart one is back, huh? Smart one. Yeah, I'm going to give her a little crap when we're getting closer. You're going to give me the thumbs up when she's already logged in to hear me talking down? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, we're going to get her good. Awesome, good, good. I'm getting her good, good, good. Yep. Other side, we'll do more of this right here. Sirius XM 145. Slam Radio, the one and only, of course. Good morning, amigo. We'll be back. Look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145. Listeners and co-workers chimes in. (sighs) Jeff has a very unique sense of humor. (laughs) And he deals with our enrollment here at school. And without mentioning a name, he noticed that we have a new enrollee who shares my last name. Uh, Immediately to the show fodder. And, uh, you know, what a true Good Morning Amigo listener would do, right? Um, He responds with a text I'm going to read now. Listening to your show, there's an upcoming ninth grader, says the name. Is that an oopsie? Yeah. (laughs) That'd be an oopsie no one would know about. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) I did tell him it's probably related. Awkward. 
related? We're all related. You know that, right? That's what the same thing I say about Fernandez is. I, won't I don't know about Fernandez. Fernandez is a little bit broad, bro. Uh, no, there's two type of Fernandez. There's Fernandez with a Z and a Fernandez with an S. Yeah, bro, but that Fernandez is Smith, bro. Tu me perdona. That's a little different than me. Come yeah. on, you can't compare Fernandez and Smith? You can. You can't even compare Fernandez and Gonzalez or Ramirez. Like, there's a ton of those. There's a ton of Fernandez. I know more Fernandez than Gonzalez. In fact, so here it is. This is how I always do it, right? You want to have this argument? We'll have this argument. Let's do it, man. I'm going to go into my personal book and see how many Fernandezes I have. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I have 15 Fernandezes in here. 15. What I will do is I will minus 1 because I believe there's a repetitive nature and there is, to one contact. So it's 14. I'm going to go to Gonzalez now, bro. First, I'm going to go to Garcia. All right, so how about... One, two, three. Don't interrupt me now. You got to let me finish. Go ahead. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Garcia's. Not as many as Fernandez. Uh-huh. I'm going to go to Gonzalez now, right? Heck, I'll go to Gomez. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Gomez. All right? Gonzalez. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. And they are all individual and exclusive. So Gonzalez won by one in my book over Fernandez. And that's because I decided to be honest. Because the initial counted 15, but it was one person had one contact for the email and one for the phone number. So that wasn't fair. It was the same person. But essentially, I have the same amount of Fernandez's as I do Gonzalez's. So I found two websites now that are in my favor because Fernandez is nowhere near the top 50 most common last names in the United States of America. Smith is one. Okay, well. Okay. But we're talking about Hispanic last names. I was just talking about names. Garcia's yes, eight. Garcia's eight. Garcia's while eight. Fernandez doesn't have a ranking. 858,000 occurrences. All right. Um, wow, really? Because Rodriguez is nine. Martinez is 11. Hernandez with an H is 15. Gonzalez is number 23. And that's this website. If you go to the other website that I was looking at, 50 most common last names in the United Are States. Are you looking at a specific oh, in the United States? United States. Oh. I'm not, we're not talking so about the world, the world we'll doesn't count. World we'll, look, but we'll look at world next, but if I'm not 50 in the United States, we'll see where I'm at the world. All right? So hold on a second here. So, you know, on the Cuban list, Fernandez is eight. Garcia, six. Rodriguez, nine. Martinez, 10. Hernandez, 11. Lopez, 12. Gonzalez, 13. Okay, so you want to fight? We can fight. In the, on the Cuban list, Rodriguez is one. Perez, two. Gonzalez, three. Hernandez, four. Garcia, five. Martinez, six. Diaz, seven. Fernandez is eight. So you had to go through for the Cuban top names, and my name is still at number eight. Which, look at all the names more popular than Fernandez. Well, and the, it's not even in the top 25 in the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. You see? My name it's, is not that common. It's not in the top 20 in Puerto Rico. It's not in the top 20 in Guatemala. So it's a Cuban last name. It's very much a Cuban last name. In Mexico, it is 36th. The Fernandez surname is the 159th most common last name in the world. In Spain? It ranks fourth in Spain. No, the one I'm looking at here, Spain. 
as Rodriguez fourth, has Fernandez second, only behind Garcia. Says that it is prevalent in Spain where it ranks as the fourth most common surname. I'm looking at here. According to the National Institute of Stats at S in Spain, Fernandez was two. But you might have more updated information than I do. Mine's a few years old. Mine's a year old. Yeah, then yours is more updated than mine. And the list that I was looking at before was three months old. Fernandez is Smith. Where did you find Milian in any of those, by the way? Because that was the initial point of the argument, and I love playing lawyer. I let you just keep going. Well, it's like when we went fishing that you let that fish run with the I line. I didn't say that Fernand the Milian was more common than well, Fernandez. But it's a little different when you say a Milian being related than a Fernandez being related. At the end of the day, Fernandez is not in the top ten in some of these, but we're talking about 100,000, 100, 400,000 occurrences. It depends where it is. In Spain, albeit the number seven years old, it was 850,000 Fernandezes. Cuba has 135,000 Fernandezes. So I don't know. When I, the, the conversation started about being all related, you're right. There's some other ones that are a little more powerful than Fernandez. But you got a million Fernandez between Spain and Cuba. I doubt they're all related, Frank. I'm just going to throw it out there, bro. I'm just going to listen. I'm just going to toss it up there. My feeling is that those million people are not freaking related whatsoever. So the, the million surname is the 16,000 most popular name in the world. <laughs> you were like 40-something, right? No, 159. Okay. One in every 219,000 people have the name Million. Interesting. How many? How, one in how many have Fernandez? That's I, interesting. You didn't look at that one. I did, I did. I just don't remember. I'll tell you now. This is an interesting website. Good for fodder, I think. Hold on. Oh, we should start doing this with teachers. Like, we interview them, and then we just tell them how uncommon their last name is. Uh, it doesn't say in the world, but in Spain, one in every 50 people could. Well, uh, Spain, man, I'm not talking about. So I guess maybe the relative number would be Americans, though, right? Like, we're in the United States, right? Because right, we are looking at Spain and other things. The truth is, let's, but, but, I mean, I don't know what the right way of looking this up is. Fernandez ranks 200th. In, in the in world? USA, in USA. 200th in USA? What about Milian in USA? That's the one I want to know. And then you got to send me the link to the site because this site is dynamic. Much better than going on Wikipedia here. Uh-huh. Is it name census, by the way? Is that where you got it? Uh, Forebears. Oh. F-O-R-E-B-E-A-R-S. Uh, your name is most prevalent in Cuba. Of course. Highest density is in Cuba. Of course. Mm -hmm. Hold on. I got stuck on a map here. It doesn't let me get out of it. There we go. Um, I guess I can look it up through continents. I got the most common last name, Latino last names in America. How about that? I think my list is better than yours. 3,500 in the United States. My list is much better than yours, bro. Your name ranks 30 uh, 32,000 in Europe. In Asia, 706,000. In Africa, 798,000. How about U.S.? So in U.S., I'm like 1,500th on the list, right? 3,500. 3,500. You're 37th on the U.S. list. Your currency, uh, frequency is one in every 34,000. Yeah, you're 37th on the list. In the U.S.A.? Yes. No. Yeah, I'm looking. Among, la uh, among Hispanic last names? Yes, you are. Most common last names for Latinos in the U.S. By the way, your name, so I don't know if this is a, is a difference or not. Your name, but with an accent over the A... Because you say your name with an accent over the A, but you don't write it with an accent. But if your name's written with the accent, it's calculated in a totally separate category. So that kind of plays in a factor, doesn't it? Does it really? 
Yeah, why not? Milian can also be a first name. Some people have it as a first name. But I know people who have Fernandez as a first name, so. Milian demographics. Average Milian salary in the United States, 38000 <laughs> That means I'm an affluent <laughs> Milian. As a teacher making slightly above that, I'm an affluent Milian. That's great. <laughs> God, they should have like a search engine here because the list is so long. I'm never going to find my name one by one. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be hard. Like, I, I want to... Uh, surnames, alph alphabetical. The last name of Leon is Arabic. Occurs more in Cuba Yes, it is Arabic. It's, it's Armenian, by the way. It's Armenian, by the way. Arabic, yeah. Mar Marathi? It's Armenian. Okay. I can guarantee you it's Armenian. The Americas is where 90% of the millions are found. 41% are found in the Caribbean. 41% are Hispanic Caribbean. What percentage um, in Canada? There's a percentage in Canada, isn't there? It doesn't say Canada. Look at that. I thought there was a percentage. Well, it says the Americas, so. So, yeah, that counts. That counts. Yeah, it's not even like, I can't even find this the way I want to find it. This is terrible. All right, so. 19% of millions live in Havana, Cuba. In La Habana. In La Habana. 12% in Havana. In qué piso? Really? 12% Matanza, 19% in Havana? Santiago de Cuba, 10%. No, my family. Keep on. That's it. That's all it says. Wow. <laughs> Havana, there's a sect of Havana Millions. I know that for a fact. And we are supposedly related to them. There's a sect that I think is the Santiago sect that we're not related to. It's weird. It is also common in Guatemala where 20% reside. Look at that. And then in the United States, 10% in the United States. So my last name is interesting, isn't it? So now I'm trying to find where, as a Latin, as a Hispanic last name, is it ranked in the United States? I gotta think maybe there's a way to alphabetize this, right? Maybe I can. No, there's no way. This is terrible. So yeah, I'm going through. I mean, the first couple hundred, I don't see Milian in here. I'm trying to do it as slow as possible. In the United States, those holding the Milian surname are 43% more likely to be registered Democrats than the U.S. average. Dude, I'm a real Milian anomaly, ain't I? A little different than the rest. Sorry to bring him up, but where did your dad move to? Like Peru or Chile or something? He moved to Chile. Oh, okay. I thought it was Peru. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, Mena's here. Mena's like three, th 339th. Um, In Canada, they earn 7.2% more than the national average. Because we're smart, bro. We're smart dudes. Yeah, I'm really not finding this. This is not working for me. Funny sight. Well, one by one here. I found Mian, which is like Felix Mian. It's 522, but I got to think that one's less popular than my Mian. Yeah, I'm not finding it, and we're running out of time here. we got to go to break. Um, I'm going to keep looking for this. That, that, isn't that interesting to find out where your last name's from? But I'm starting to see some last names here that I know there aren't as many of those as there are me. Pino is 714. Maybe I've gone too far. There's got to be more Milians than Pinos, right? Oh. My name originates from son of Fernando. I'm son of Frank. You're son of Fernando. Look at you. Fernando. So, yeah, I'm not finding it, Frank, so I'm going to have to... Let me see. Did I find it? No, I thought I did. 
my boomer eyes failed me. Hey, average family salary is 41000 right up pretty much about where I'm at. There you go. So I'm not finding this anywhere. Right? So Milian is not really a common Hispanic last name, like I told you. So when I say we're all related, we, we really are kind of all related, sort of, kind of, sort of. Yeah, I'm not finding it. There goes that idea. 10 o'clock hour, we're going to have K9. We'll play his song in the 10 o'clock hour as well. We're going to try again. I'm going hit, to start hitting him up now. Actually, you're going to start hitting him up now. You're going to hit him up, right? Yeah, I got him. Cool. All right, on the other side, more of this final hour of the program. Remember, 11 o'clock, stay tuned to the youth. We'll be on today as they are each and every weekday right here on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. my producer to make sure the song is cute as well we'll talk to him for a little bit and then play his song before we come back and finish talking to him because i do have i have some interesting questions and it's funny because this conversation i probably would not have conducted it in this manner at least not on air four months ago is that fair i think maybe in an office privately i would have been able to because him and i get along very well yeah, that's fair um I got to get away from his first name <laughs> because that's how I've known him as a student, right? Our next guest this is incredible. We never think about it. This is the first time we have a former student as a guest. That's correct. Yeah. First time. Former student as a guest. And, and not like, hey, what's up, former student? How are you? I've decided that this is not going to be conducted, even though obviously it's the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Right? But this guy is beyond magnificent with his, with his rhyming skills. His flow knows no bounds. And I don't say it because he's my former student, because if he sucked, I said, yo, bro, I wish you the best. I got a radio station. I got time to be fiddle-faddling with people, right? I will be as helpful as I can possibly be. And the extent of my support, if I wasn't sure whether I thought he was good or not, would be, bro, I'll play it on the station, you know, I'll hook you up. I wouldn't do all of this, and I wouldn't continue to do all of this, because I believe this young man is going to be uh, the real deal. Could happen now, could happen in a year. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it doesn't, you can't practice enough to get that good. So if he's only going to get better from here, that means the talent is untapped, and I can't wait to hear more. Our next guest Yes, he is a Slam Radio alum. He's part of our Slam Radio family. Now he's a recording artist. K9 joins us here on Good Morning Amigo. What's up, K9? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, my man? How's everything going? Chilling, chilling. How you guys doing? Not too bad, brother. I'm going to take 30 seconds to act like the old boomer teacher. 
How's graduate life treating you? <laughs> Apparently, it's treating you pretty good, right? Pretty good. All right, so let's say we ain't talking about that. Let's talk about your recording career. Let's talk about K9. <laughs> Enough of the slam radio. Former student, you were cool. Remember when? Nah. <laughs> Brother, first and foremost, congratulations. I know this is actually your second uh, release. You released the single last year, which was phenomenal. But let's talk about six because I guess you've been working in the lab on this stuff quietly. I have reason to believe that um, you have more stuff in the horizon. Before I get into all of that, what went into the mindset of this song? I imagine part of it, based on reality or something that may or may not have happened in your life to you or to someone else, but a lot of times there have to be a creativity that, you know, I guess, plays within reality and sometimes eh, so much, of, I don't want to say an exaggerated reality or something that may or may not have happened that makes the story good. Tell me where your story lies because the story is pretty good in that story, in the, in the rap, but more importantly... Like anybody who's listened to hip hop for a while knows that some of the styles and some of the, the some of the things that you were doing inside of that three and a half minutes of rap um, shows that you have the ability to do just about anything in this. What went behind the lyrics of Six? What went? Well, how long did it take you to put this together? Tell us a little bit about that song. I'm not even gonna lie. I spent like I first heard the beat like back in I think March, and then. I heard it like two days after that and I couldn't catch the beat for the life of me, right? But then I sat down with my notebook and I was like, let me see what I could do, right? And actually, you know, Alex Visuals was talking to me about something. He was like, yo, Kevin, when you rap, you talk a lot about love. He was like, I need you to make a song where you talk about what's happened in your life. And I was like, wow, that's something to think about. So then I sat down and, you know, I just started combining experiences that I had here and in New York. So you're originally, you're originally from New York. Uh, what age did you come to Miami? I came here when I was like 13. So that you, the same age I came. I came right, when, right before my 13th birthday. It was a big culture shock coming from, you know, New York and knowing what, what I dealt with on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, what part of New York are you from? The Bronx. The boogie down, baby. So you saw some stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's... Yeah. A little bit about your childhood. I mean, I know you had a, when I say a good childhood, you had a steady childhood. You had, you know, there's been no troubles in your horizons, but certainly there's a viewpoint from living in the boogie down. I used to spend a lot of time in the Bronx uh, going to Yankee games, though. But that can really make you grow up quick, get you that thousand mile stare. Tell me what it was like about being there, being a young jit, like I say, and then getting out of there and coming to Miami, which Miami, Miami, a tough town too, but a lot different. And I'm sure when you came, you realized it was different as well. Oh, yeah. Like, the pace and everything was different. Like, over there in New York, we always had to move. Like, my mom had to go get on a train, go to work. I had to go get on a bus, go to school. Like, we was always moving. There was never time to relax. We always had to do something. And, like, when we moved out here to Miami, everything, like, calmed down more. Like, we had time. Everybody had their space. You know, we had um, time to spend with the family, go to school, do things. I don't know. Like, New York, I feel like the pace is picked up faster. But I like that as well, being crowded in the city and, like, moving. That's my thing. Canine, every once in a while, you got to go back for a few days, don't you? <laughs> Always. I go every <laughs> winter break, every spring break, every <laughs> summer break. 
It's like you got You know how how girls go and they get their their nails done and their feet done. And they go have a spa day, right? We, well, yeah. I gotta have three or four days in New York, and, and I, sometimes I work too hard. I don't have enough of it. But there's something about when you're from New York and you go back home. And, and yes, I represent 305 a lot, but going back home to me is going back to New York. Um, where did the inspiration come with you? And hip hop and rapping. We're talking, by the way, to K9 here on Good Morning Amigo Sirius XM 145. K9 is a, an up and coming rising star in the hip hop world, and he just released. You can check it out on Apple Music. His, his latest single, uh, Six, was just released the other day. Check him out. Of course, please subscribe. Do whatever you have to do to support this young man because he's on the come up. But it's always fun when you catch on to someone that you realize you like what they do in the entertainment industry, and then they get big later. Like, my daughter's claim to fame is that she liked Shawn Mendes when he was doing YouTube stuff. Like, nobody knew who Shawn was and my daughter, and it's true, it was many years ago. And now she claims she's a true, uh, what do they call those kids? I don't know, the big fans of Shawn Mendes, right? Uh, good for her. I'm a big fan of K-9, and I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling my listeners, if you like hip-hop, you, you got to check out what he's putting out. So what was what was the turning point? When did you say to yourself, you know, I might want to do this? When did you realize you were good at doing it? So, like, I had a girlfriend one time. I was always singing Drake. Like, it was a point in my life where I was just only bumping Drake, 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 and I knew all his songs back to back, every line, word for word. And she was like, you know, like, you keep up with songs. Like, you, you sound like you would be a good rapper spitting verses and shit. And I was like, where? So let me hop in the stool. And then I hopped in the stool. And from there, it was like, I feel like this is what I want to do and it's meant to be for me. How old were you, man? I was like 15, 16. Okay, so, so this is coming up. So it's it's something that brewed inside of you. Because let me tell you something. You know, I'm always marveled by young kids know the rap. You know, they know the, the words to Drake songs. They know the Meek Mill. They know, you know, they can recite them. You hear them and they, they chant it out loud. It's no surprise yeah. to me that they know. But one thing is chanting it out loud, right? I can know the words to any song in the world. Don't ask me to sing it because this raspy voice ain't singing. Listen, I'm not singing a damn thing, brother, because it's, it's not coming out of any falsetto or nothing like that. You're in trouble if I'm singing <laughs> You know, so it's all fine and dandy to know the lyrics, but you've got to have a certain talent. So you get curious, you start doing this. Who made you realize you might actually be talented at doing it? Not that you could do it, but that you actually be talented as well. Honestly, it was when I came to the school to slam. Like after I dropped a couple of songs on SoundCloud, everybody was like, yo, who's this? Like, yo, you know, you got talent, right? You got to keep going. You got to keep. Like, it was to the point where I told myself, Bro, 10 people can't say the same thing and be wrong. No, I mean, there, there's... Listen, my, my wake-up call to you was the slam song. Remember, Frank? Oh, yeah. So we asked you, because I was trying to get you, you know, like always, my job as a teacher is inspired. Let me, let me... I always tell our students, it's not about the assignments you do. It's your contribution to the station, right? I'm going to give you assignments. I'm going to give you things to do because 80% won't really find their niche. They're just going to tell me what to do and I'll do it so I can get an A or a B. But people have to find their niche, something that they like to do. If you remember, Brianna would come every morning early and she'd be behind the thing and, and she's learned how to run a control board like nobody's business. But we knew your thing was music. So we said, all right, we're going to challenge you. No, you know, play on the word slam, right? Um, and that song from Onyx, Slam. I again, trying to make some sort of rap about either the show or the station or whatever. And you come back to me two days later, you go, yo, I'm done. And Frank and I look at each other. <laughs> 
And Ricky's like, this is fire, bro. This is fire. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Let me hear. And we heard it. We went Ricky nuts. Ricky being a hype man. We, we like, went oh, Ricky nuts. Ricky being a hype man. Whatever. <laughs> we went crazy when we heard this. We couldn't stop playing it. I, I, Frank will tell you how many times he had to put that on the royalty report because even though it's your version of it, we're playing the song Slams. We had to pay royalties on it. Um, and that's when I realized. I looked at Frank. I said, bro, if he actually decides to do this, he's going to be good. Um, talking to K9 here on Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. What kind of feedback have you gotten? Your friends are all going to tell you they love you. They're going to tell you you're the greatest rapper since Tupac. Um, but what kind of professional feedback have you gotten? I know I was able to give you some from an Apple Music executive. And and it was really a rewarding return to hear someone at that level say what they said about you. Have you gotten any any positive feedback, producers or anybody in the game? Oh yeah, like I met with a whole bunch of producers. That's what I like to do. I like to go to like different studios and like work with different producers. And they all tell me the same thing, like, "Yo, you got this. Yo, you got that." Like sometimes my producer even puts me in the booth without turning on my auto tune. He's like, "Yo, that's straight you. You know you got vocals, right?" Like, you do, everybody tells me everything. <laughs> hey, I think if at one point, I'm talking about falsettos, but I could see I could see Kanan and Frank in the middle of a rap come and bust out a, what's love got to do? <laughs> and I'm biting another song, but you know what I mean. I, that's the first thing that came to my own mind, but you know what I'm trying to tell you. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, I think that, that that brings a lot of range to, to your abilities when it comes to music. Has it gotten to a point with you where you you dream about rhymes and you dream about beats? Because I know that I've talked to other artists and they tell me that they knew they were in trouble when it was just consuming their mind in their sleep, when they woke up, when they're eating, when they're having McDonald's Sundays, because apparently that is the poison to make you the best rapper positive possible. <laughs> this man eats more McDonald's Sundays and shakes and frappes and everything. <laughs> he's like a buck 45, bro, all toned up and stocked up. And the guy, he doesn't gain an ounce. And he's, uh, God bless you, bro. Um you know, that's my thing. Do, do you find yourself kind of dreaming about this stuff on your own? Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I just constantly think about it, constantly. You know when, like, sometimes you think you hear something, like a certain song, or you feel like you hear your phone go off, but it doesn't? That's what I hear, like, constantly a beat in my head. Like, yo, do I hear that beat playing somewhere? But no, nah, it's in my head. It's in my head. All right. Well, I'm going to play a beat that's not going to be in your head. In fact, it's going to be in your ear. We're going to play it right here on the station. We've been playing it since yesterday. Stay tuned and stay on hold. When you come back, I want to, I want to talk to you after this. You're listening to 6K9 Slam Radio. There you have it. Love it, baby. K9 6 right here on Slam Radio. <laughs> Man, I was, I'm dizzy from bobbing my head, Frank. Oh, my goodness. K9 on with us here on Good Morning Amigo. I, I'm pretty sure that's the first time you've heard it on radio, right? Yeah. That's the first time you've heard something you've done on the radio. Yes, sir. All right. All right. I like the fact that I was able to pull that one. Like, I like that I'm the one. Right? It feels good. It feels really good because you're part of our family, Canine. You will always be a part of our family. Uh, you are incredibly appreciated, your efforts, and you learned that this was not a conventional class or a conventional situation. And what you got out of it was a lot different than what you ever expected going in. And that was the entire point all along. And you have our support as a radio station throughout your career. Um, think about this second. The best decision you ever made on that level, at least, is, man, I took that class and now look what I got. I got a family and you'll have students that are going to be bopping your songs. 
my advice to you is the same thing to what that Apple Music exec said to you, man. Keep, keep releasing new hits. Just keep doing it. Just right now, you have to almost flood it because there's a metrics game to this. Because when one catches the right ear, I, I'll be able to talk to you because I'm going to have to call your guy who will get in touch to your guy. And that's fine because that's exactly what I want to see from you. No, nah, I got the digits. K9, don't change your number. Oh, he'll have to change it. You know how that <laughs> works. You know how to because all his boys will be hitting him up. <laughs> just remember the little people. But you will always have our support. And I'm just kidding with you because you know what? There is a grind and a struggle. And you've gone through it a little bit. You may go through some more. Uh, it's good to know that you have a national radio station behind you. Each and every time you come out with a song, like I told you, make sure you cut the clean version. We're going to release it every time first before anybody else. Definitely. Even, definitely. If, even if you're afraid of the integrity of the song being destroyed, because I know that's what you guys worry about a little bit. Yep. But by even by putting out the clean version, somebody's going to listen to that, and it's going to make them – they're going to be intrigued to want to hear what you really had to say. And that's just going to drive more traffic your way. Big shout out. I don't know who your producers are. Like, I don't know who the guys behind the scenes doing this are. Um, they're either really good or they're pros or they're both. Because, you know, sometimes you're not necessarily a pro, but you're really good. That's how I found Frank. Frank was, Frank was no one would even give him a chance. You know, and, and Frank was as good, if not better, than all the other cats that thought they were something. And we proved that last week, the series, right? But, man, your producer, I have no idea who they are. But... I know, I mean, I've been listening to hip-hop since I was a kid. Like, that was really good. And kudos to them as well, by the way. So you can give them a little pat on the back from the Amigo. And you tell them that the old boomer over at Slam Radio is loving every minute of it, bobbing his head every time that song hits the airwaves. And, of course, we are putting it on the royalty report for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, I told him, I was like, oh, I need a clean version. That's the one that he wants to play it on his station. I'm like, oh, yeah, make that quick. And then he was like, so I sent it to you. I mean, when they played it, let me know if they like it. I was like, gotcha. So, yeah, and we're incorporating, in the coming weeks, we're incorporating some stuff that's in programming that will be music, like music blocks, um, that'll make programming issues a little easier at certain times that you can just hear music and then imaging from Slam Radio. And we will put those in rotation. So your stuff will play different times of the day and night in the station. I want to do that. And it's not just you, but some of the better hits, I want to do that as well which allows us to do what we do best here, which is talk about sports, talk about music, and keep our students engaged. Thank you for coming on. You can't hang up yet because you got to do the ultimate. I got Tua Tunga Vailoa. I got Jorge Masvidal. I've got Michael Irvin. I've got DJ Laz. I've got Pitbull. And now in about 45 seconds, I'm going to have a drop from Kana. Let me guess. You already did it. You're about like 14 and a half minutes late. You already did that, huh? Yeah, I already did it. <laughs> <laughs> so I already got my canine. That's why canine was laughing at you. He's like, no, we already did that. <laughs> we pros, man. Yeah, we pros, man. What's up? I'm wishing you all the best. But, again, I'm talking to you like I'm not going to talk. We talk every day now. So, you know, I will talk to you soon. You keep at it. And you have us behind you 100%. I'll be in Naples next week bopping that song on the beach. Get ready, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, much love to you, K9. We love you very, very much, man, and uh, always keep it in the family, all right? All right. Much love, my man. Take care. K9, I'm proud to say that that's probably his first radio interview. Well, the guy used to be, he was actually, Mike's on, Frank. Yeah, um, he actually was kind of one of the primary morning show student hosts. Um, 
he was the guy that we could get into fodder with and laugh and he would goof and he was always energetic and funny and making jokes and he had a perspective that wasn't necessarily a kid's you all right yeah i tend to make that mistake because i'm in such a it's, rush to it's jump organic. on the phone nobody yeah. cares it's organic it's a radio show but our listen our radio show is not let's get something perfectly clear we want our listeners sometimes to hear the mistakes it's not even a mistake. It, it brings a real nature to the show. That's all I'm trying to do here. Fair enough. Thank the you kids for making go me feel on, better. But I'm serious. The no, kids no, come on here and mess up all the time. You I never agree. mess up. I just was trying to say something I couldn't hear over you. Like, it could have been ambient sound, and I wouldn't have said a word because it didn't sound bad. I just couldn't conduct. Gotcha. That was a lot of fun to do. That was so much fun to do. It was a lot of fun, bro. I had to while the song was playing. I cut into his, uh, into his ear, and I told him, "I was like, bro, you sound like a pro. Who the hell are you? Like, this yeah, is man. stupid, bro. You graduated to what a month and a half ago. Like, yeah, who man. the hell are you? Yeah, man. He sounds like a completely different like, person. He, he sounds happy. He sounds like he knows what track he wants to go with. So here, it's funny. No pun there's, intended. There's moments. Way. There's moments, right? But do you know that as much as you see a kid and you don't think that they're organized in their thoughts, you'll hear Pitt say stories all the time, Frank about when he was young and coming up and he made mistakes, but he also had a plan and he had a vision. I love the story that I like, that I tell, that I wish to God he'd say it, but I don't have the nerve to ask him to say it. Because even though I know the story, what I want is I want to hear him say it. Um, where it was a struggle for him, but he knew what his goals were and he knew what he was going to do. And he was so confident that somebody was helping him out once. He told me, hey, man, I got this. I got this. And when I get this and when my rhymes make me millions, you coming on the ride with me. And he always rewarded those who were loyal to him. And that, that's always fun. But that's the premise of a lot of what we do here at Slam. Kane, I knew what he wanted to do once he got out of here. It's never a conversation about college. And, you know, and he may take some classes. He told me he wanted to take some classes. But I think he's going to do more. You know what he's going to do? More like studio, more engineering. Like that's the stuff I think he's going to go towards. At the leisure of his time. Those are the classes he needs. And guys like me will be on his ass to make sure he doesn't completely go off center. But if you've got a guy who's all of a sudden in the lab and being productive and releasing singles, and he's monetizing it, looking for the big break, well, that's exactly what I did on radio for 15 years, right? I treaded water until I could, maybe not 15, but certainly a decade. It is what it is. But more importantly, it, he's doing it. He's investing in himself. He believes in himself. He's gambling on himself. And I think it's a good gamble because he's really talented. So, Agreed. just throwing it out there. Where's Alicia? You think um, I forgot, huh? She has not logged in I'm yet. I'm not logged in yet. I thought she'd be smart enough to log in on time. No, she hasn't logged in uh, yet. You know, coming from the smartest generation in the world, I would, I would expect more. Who are the smart ones that did log in on time already? What was that? Say that again. Who are the smart ones that did log in on time? Let me guess. Nicole, Anthony, and Gerald, Mario, maybe. So you're two for four. You know, you got the other two probably time. aren't scheduled today, I bet. So Gerald, Mario, Idania, your daughter, are logged in. That's three people or four people? Four. Because when you say Idania and my daughter, it kind of works one and the same because Idania's... So daughter one, daughter two. Right. Well, even Idania won't get offended if I call Amanda daughter one, right? No, no, no. That's like She knows that it's... Uh, you know, that she, she knows it's it's... There's an adoption slash All right, so is understanding because she does have a mom and dad. I sometimes say, your dad's going to hate my guts when you keep calling me dad. No, nah, he loves you. He is, thinks you're awesome. I'm is like, there an offensive nature to daughter 1A and 1B? Uh, 
well, I think daughter 1A would just want to be Amanda. I don't think she wants to be categorized <laughs> by a number. And I think Idania has enough personality where Idania works well, too. How about daughter A and daughter I? How about my older daughter and my younger daughter? Daughter A, Amanda. Daughter I, Idania. How about my older daughter and my younger daughter? Yeah, that works, too. And then my goddaughter, Ariana. I like daughter I better. I know you do. You like to categorize. That's you're, G- you're an engineer guy. Goddaughter Ariana is GDA. You, you, yeah, you, you, GDA. GDA. GDA is what you call it. Damn, I'm getting old. Why? I got kids and godkids and nephews and nieces. I have grandchildren. Shh. <laughs> y'all. Lauren, we'll have none of that. <laughs> and you, Jason, I worry about... I, the last thing I need is for you to be my son-in-law, so stop <laughs> it. We know about you, Mr. Romantic Dude. <laughs> <laughs> no chance, bro. No chance. You know, that conversation still comes up to my house again. You met Jason Derulo. You were able to smell Jason Derulo. I'm like, God, is this... Pl- How does she know he because smelled good? Because he always comes out on Elvis Duran, and Danielle's the first thing. She's like, oh, my God, you smell so good. Can you sit next to me? Like, Here, Jason, I got this chair for you. You can sit next is to it me weird today. that I, I... My hug was about between three quarters of a second and a second and a quarter longer than I would normally do because he smelled good. All right. I was like, damn, this guy smells good. I'm like... So when so when I was being introduced, I'm like, oh look, this is the baby daddy or whatever, or however it's called, the father of that, whatever. So he's like, oh, the, what, that's what's up, and he went to go bring me in. Now, in that split second, I heard my wife talking in my ear, saying, oh my god, he smells so good. So I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna be like, but I'm definitely like, like, and that little, I was like, oh, god damn, Jason, yeah, you smell good, man. So stay away from my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we tell him we were going to use the laugh? I think we did. I said, you know I'm going to use that laugh. Right? Immediately, gonna... we looked at each other and our eyes lit up <laughs> like it was Christmas Day. He said, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I know you're not, but we got the stuff in the hard drive. You got to grab the stuff from the hard I have sound. I know. I'm, re- I'm redoing. I don't, know, I don't know if you saw it, but I'm redoing no, all the sound for the entire station, bro. Like, we might as well just tie a big-ass wa- yellow rope is, around this is entire Is Brianna studio. there? Brianna is not here. Is Gerald there? Gerald is, though. Hold on. I'll plug him in. Hello, Gerald. Hold on, Gerald. How are you, Gerald. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I sent your sister an email. Yes, I can't say what it's about on the air. It's an official email, and I need a response. Oh, has she not responded to you? No, I need to know if it's a yes or like, a no. Like That's Gerald, all I need to know. Don't say anything about what it is. Gerald, you're lucky uh, oh. enough. You're lucky enough to know that there's an email in existence <laughs> about the subject. I yes, yes, I got. Well, I you got, got the you. email I'll, too, I'll, Frank. I'll tell her to, I know, but to respond to, to you guys immediately. <laughs> So you're lucky. He's lucky that he knows about that. There's an email. That's true. He's not even supposed. It's to confidential, bro. This is you know this is a strict st- station business. We, we interrupted him. He was trying to say something. Yes, student technical director Gerald. What is it? I will get my sister to respond to you guys immediately. Don't worry. Well, it's to me. It's an invitation. I need to know if it's a yay or a nay. I'm not coming up with an acronym for his job title. It'll be awful. <laughs> student. Oh. Most likely it's the- and yes, Frank, it would be an awful acronym. Yes. <laughs> you did put the whistle, right? Okay, good, because it's world is oh, oh the stench. 
Oh, the stench of, of chlamydia and herpes. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> now would be a good time for Jason to be laughing, you stinking bum. Now I'm doing 800 things at the same exact time because it's that time of the show. Now is when I decide to say something funny, right? I had four hours to be entertaining. No, I wait till the last eight minutes to be entertaining. Actually, today is a testament of what I think the direction of this radio show. We had to learn, with the absence of sports, to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Gah! Said it. Can't say it any other way without the impact. Frank, I got to learn to have more fun again on my radio show. We had a lot of fun today, and we talked about a lot of... We will just... Hell with it. You said it. We talked a lot of shit today. <laughs> Whistle, please. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. I will say this. We got to create a list of stuff when it comes up. Because I know when I'm not around you, things, oh, God, I got to tell Frank about this. And I'm going to have to have a running list of things that I can use on the show and go to. Because we learn a little bit about whatever it is. And we go, oh, I got to tell Frank. It's not telling Frank. I'm going to tell you on the air. Because it creates these wild and crazy subjects when you don't have sports to discuss. I'm even concerned when sports starts that it's watered down in a way where we won't be interested in talking so much about it. Because of football and its promise of starting... You could feasibly be looking at the end of a basketball season, a baseball, shortened baseball season, and no one will give a rat's behind about it because they'll be counting for kickoff game one. We'll see what happens because the world is a dastardly place right now. So is our next show. They're too smart for us to listen, Frank. We can't hear them. They're on a whole nother level. They're the youth. I love it. They think they know it all, huh? My damn fault for empowering them that way. But then you wouldn't have this show. I got to be honest with you. I probably wouldn't have it any other way. Let them talk their young stuff. Let them feel like they are on top of the world. You want to know why? Because they are. Because they are. I got one better for you. They are because they're the only kids in America that have a daytime, weekday, national radio show. So I might be able to prove that Alicia's wrong about the smartest generation. I will say this, though. They certainly are the baddest generation. No generation has moved social needle no generation has moved pop culture's needle more than this young generation. That I will give her. But sorry, Alicia, you ain't smarter than me. I forgot more than you'll ever know. Just saying. Coming up next, the smartest show in America, the youth. To consume this shirt, I must be topless. Therefore, I am off like a dirty shirt. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.